MoFax with Adam Curry for October 24th, 2020. This is episode number 52. Hey, There we go. Fire. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the man who is so famous he can go and hotep Jesus for three and a half hours and not show his face, the one and only MoFax. Hey, Mo. How you doing, Adam? I'm doing great, man. I still don't know what you look like. I'm doing great, though. <laughs> Congratulations. I look the same as I did last time. Yes, you did. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Just as pretty. Congratulations, man. That was a good, that was a fascinating uh, conversation. I really enjoyed it. Could not get away from it. It was great. And that's exactly what it was. A lot of people pushed back and said it was a... Uh, it's not an interview. It's not an interview. And it, and exa- it went exactly as... I would like it to is an uh, in-depth conversation with, you know, I think a very intelligent person. So, yeah, it was a, I had a ball. And so much uh, came into view for me about you that I, you know, it wasn't an interview, sure, but I learned a lot. And I learned that <laughs> you've been leading me by the nose for 51 episodes. You just been, le- you know, you know where we're going. You have the next 25 episodes all mapped out in your head, don't you? Not that many, but I, I do. <laughs> there is a connective tissue to all of them. I will say that. Yeah, it was really, really good. Very, uh, very educational. Very entertaining, of course. Uh, watching two two intelligent people uh, get into something and treat each other with respect and still have it, you know, have some heat going on. It was really good. I, you know, it was good. I just really enjoyed it. Congratulations. Yeah. Great appearance. Great for the show. Great for the, our show. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, I, you know, you, I don't want to say too much, but you all went on Hotep. All of a sudden, 50 Cent's coming out saying stuff. This, you know, all, of, all kinds of things are happening. <laughs> I, I'm going to place that on you, brother. I'm giving you the blame. <laughs> I, I saw it coming from way, way ways off. But I can't take the credit for that. Um, but it's nice to know that I may have contributed to it. Just the thought of it is just more than more than enough. Well, so, uh, there there was a lot of things clicked into place for me. They really, I'm really officially did. a Motep, I guess. Yeah, yes, of course. It was Hotep versus Motep. Exactly. I love that. All right, let's uh, see what we're going to do today, ladies and gentlemen. We spin the big wheel of uh, topics to see where it lands. Nobody knows. Of course, Mo Fax knows where we are going to go today. The topic for episode 52 of Mo Fax with Adam Curry is... They all howl intangibles. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. They all howl intangible. Who was that? Joy Reid? That's... No, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's actually Roland Martin, a.k.a. Mr. Juicy. Paul. I'm, tell- I'm telling uh, you, it's, that's the same thing. It's Joy Reid, Roland Martin, same person, rolled up into one. <laughs> well, the man of the hour is not other than Mr. Ice Cube. He's yes. the one that got this thing, you know, going by his decision to, to actually talk to both sides. I mean, that's a... That's a profound uh, idea there. <laughs> now, this now he, so here, so, the way I understand it, he created the contract with Black America, and that is that part of that was taken by the Trump administration for the platinum plan. Is that what I understand? Yes, that's the way I understand it as well. He reached out to both parties. Both parties talked back to him, but they were saying different things. And as you said, one uh, the Trump campaign actually. Um, integrated some of the things he had on his contract and 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 he threw some platinum and he threw some platinum on top of it 
Iced out. (laughs) So it was a no-no for who? A no-no for who was it a no-no? Well, let's just get in the clip uh, two and we'll find out. Rapper and actor Ice Cube is facing backlash after one of Trump's senior advisors revealed he is working with the administration. Now, Ice Cube tried to clear the air, saying he reached out to both candidates about his plans for black America and the Trump campaign, which is the first to respond. The Trump campaign came to me and asked me to explain to them some of the uh, contract with black America. That's what I did. I'm not playing no more of these games, these political games. We're not part of a team. We have very broad problems, especially the wealth gap in this country when it comes to black Americans. So I'm going to whoever's in power and I'm going to speak to them about our problems specifically. I'm not going there talking about minorities. I'm not going there talking about people of color or diversity or none of that stuff. I'm going there for black Americans, the ones who are the descendants of slaves. Whoa, must be canceled. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. No, wait, we need a cannon. We need a cannon. <laughs> no good. <laughs> well, we found out a lot about Ice Cube because I think he's in that upper echelon of being above the cancel. And yeah, we're yeah. laying out. We're gonna lay the whole case out. But I think what Ice Cube did single handedly was to engage on all three fronts of the war that we talked about. You have your racial war. Yep. You have your gender war, yep. and then you have your uh, generational war. Yep. Because him going to talk to the other side challenges the old guard. Um. Of course, we'll, we'll get into all three fronts. Um, the other two, I think, are pretty self-explanatory because I think, like I said on a previous show, the civil war or the intra war between uh, white people, the intra war between black people just went from cold to hot. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. It sure did. Because when you come out and say, I'm not talking about minorities, I'm not talking about people of color, a.k.a. color people, mm-hmm. uh, and then I'm not, I'm talking about ADOS. Not DOS, ADOS. That throws down the gauntlet of no, we're we're not I'm not here to be hijacked. And like you said, I'm tired of the games. I'm not gonna be I'm not a part of any team. Now question. Uh when he says ADOS, is he talking the descriptor or the political movement? I think he's talking to the descriptor, but I think he has spoken to tone talks. I, I saw so, I saw a lot of uh, ADOS, the political movement surrounding him online, if you know what I mean. Oh well, so a lot of tagging, a lot of hey. What you're seeing is if somebody speaks the lingo or somebody actually speaks from the heart, we will galvanize around them, whether it's the group, political group, or just the um the de- lineage designation. Uh, to protect him because he's moved he's moved ground here yeah, yes. with, what, with what he did and of course he has to he has to pay the price mm-hmm. so <laughs> msnbc goes and they and this what the um this clip was from uh alex witt uh and she calls uh, um, the clip that we played from ice cube that was actually from the Cuomo show and that's all we're going to play from that show but MSNBC had to call up uh, Roland Martin from the Miners and give him the work. (laughs) 
Joining me now is the host and managing editor of the digital show, Roland Martin Unfiltered. Roland Martin. Roland, thank you for being hey. here. Uh, look, we played that clip uh, with Chris Cuomo. He's so happy someone's coming. They call me. They call me finally. I'm here. That's Roland Martin here to save the day. Martin, I'm back. Roland, yeah, I'm back, baby. Thank you for being hey. here. Um, look, we played that clip uh, with Chris Cuomo. I know that you also sat down with Ice Cube. Give me your reaction when you heard about his partnership with the Trump campaign and the backlash, do you think it was justified? Well, first of all, I sat down with Ice Cube before Chris Cuomo. I had Ice Cube on my show a month and a half ago, then oh. I had him on the show Thursday. We had a 40-minute conversation, uh, and, and we went through all these various uh, issues. Uh, first of all, so, so he made it clear he's not working with the campaign. He did connect with the Biden campaign, uh, and what he said to me was that they said, look, we agree with 85% of what you're saying, We'll connect with you after the election. Uh-huh. The Biden Harris folks are saying we're not the ones who win power. And so uh, Ice Cube, in my interview with him, he said that, you know, the Trump folks committed to five hundred billion dollars in their so-called platinum plan. Alex, that's total BS. I went through the entire plan. This is a two page plan. So let's understand. Platinum plan is two pages. Lift every voice. Biden. Black America plan is 22 pages. And so the reality is, that I said to Ice Cube, look. What they're committed to, there's no commitment. There's nothing substantive behind it. Wow. Okay. Just from from my perspective, quickly, <laughs> I saw the Lift All Voices we talked about on this show. In fact, I right. think I pointed out to you the minute it came out. We mm-hmm. read through that. You know, we're gonna we're gonna have another commission. We're gonna talk about stuff. We'll get some minority stuff. The Trump plan said platinum, five hundred billion. It was clear as day. Neither one is is necessarily something that's going to happen. But the plan, two pages or 20 pages, who gives a crap? Give me two pages any day. And it's the dollar value. So say if Ice Cube is only able to secure 1% of the $500 billion, that's still $5 billion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hello? I'm, but... But it, 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 it came. To, no, it always comes down to, and this is the same thing with with uh, President Trump's um, medical plans. I mean, you can see it. He has mm-hmm. executive orders that he's issued, but because he doesn't have a huge two thousand page document, which no one ever reads, and they just pass, and it's all special interest for everybody. You know, this is a very simple plan. You just got to believe the guy's going to do it. But it says and, it in, in black and white: five hundred billion dollars. No such number in the Lift All Voices plan. I did. I didn't see a number actually. <laughs> I, mean, I don't remember an actual number. They just said we're going to do these things. Yeah, but they. I don't think they put any specific numbers. You mean and what B- we had to Biden, realize? Biden's is, plan had no numbers, or Trump's plan? Yeah, oh no, Biden's plan. Yeah, exactly. There was no number that no stuck numbers. out like no. five hundred billion. I mean, no. When you say half a trillion dollars, of course, I've always said it should have been a trillion. The, the symbolism mm-hmm. got to be a trillion. But I understand. I understand Trump's in a little trouble right now. He got to keep his base together. So a trillion dollars might be jarring, uh, might be a non-starter. So this is a start for the first four years. <laughs> and, 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 and let me just ask, let me just ask, this mm-hmm. $500 billion, do you, MoFax, consider that a form of atonement? It's a start. It's a start. Okay. The reason why I say it's a start, we, we're going to have to play this thing out every four years. Just like Ice Cube did, yeah. put it on this. No, until we get something to say, okay, this is what we're going to do to to atone. I, li- I like, and, and that's finalized. 
I really liked your tax-free status that uh, you and Hotep were talking about. That's definitely a tangible. Yeah. That's de- <laughs> but, there, but there's a whole bunch of options. But and, and I will say this. This is not some of the things in the Platinum Plan were not specific to ADOS. Um, but at least it wasn't minorities. Uh, you know, right. that rising tide lifts all boats kind of mumbo jumbo yeah. that you had in the um, in the lift off. Yeah, whenever it says uh, what, whenever it says low income, ho- voice. low income housing, then, you know, it's for a whole bunch of people. It's not for a specific group. So no, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. And uh, to be honest with you, they had abandoned that. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Um, so they call Roland Martin up. But the funny thing about the Internet is there's always something out there lingering. And let's get into Roland Martin before the election. I need black people to learn to get some damn backbone. I need black people to stop saying, why you got to do that now? It's too many things happening. We got the election going on. We don't need to mess up nothing. If they not going to talk to you before the election, they not going to talk to you after. King said, maintain your militancy. Wow, man. Is that the sound of his podcast? Because Roland needs some help. Yeah, but <laughs> so he's telling, um, see, this is the problem. And this is really the, the, the crux of the whole situation. When it's you have one party, if they only took one of Ice Cube plans, because obviously he agreed that they took some stuff from his plan. And, and, and integrated it to their the platinum plan. Sure. So there's something there's something in there from his plan on there. If there's only one thing, we don't know. If it's all, all of them, we don't know. He he didn't get specific. But Roland's saying, oh well, the Democrats said they're not in power, so they'll talk to you after the election. Right. I don't think that's how it works. Th- yeah. No, that's uh, how it's worked for the last fifty years. What do you mean? That's exactly how it works. <laughs> and that's why it has never worked. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That is, that is that is the work um, and how they've been doing it. And it's totally wrong. Uh, so for Ice, for him to say that, and let me be clear about where this clip came from. He was talking about how they wouldn't come talk to him. Yeah, of course. Uh, he wanted the presidential, uh, he wanted what Charlemagne was getting. And he's like, they won't come talk to me. You know, right, they don't come right. talk to you before the election. But then he turns around and is a hypocrite and says, oh, um, you you should wait till after the election to talk. I've never heard any negotiation that happens like that. Like, uh, pay for your food and then we'll we'll bring it to you when we get ready to bring it to you. No, well, that don't work. Well, again, I mean, this is why I love it so much. For fifty one episodes, we've been talking about how this is the Lucy in the football of Ados. Like, hey, hey, hey! Yeah. Right after we're elected, <laughs> we're gonna talk to you. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be woo! Lift all voices. Uh-uh. It's not working anymore. No. And it also, he you see how he, as we talked about before with Dr. King and him being used as a product or a tool or a function, he, he tied off his last statement with King said, yeah. you know, this is his thing. It's just, it's a trigger. It's a trigger mechanism. I just want to point that one small point Good out. point, yeah. But now we're going to get into, um, this is from the 19th. When Kamala Harris first came out and she talked to um, Aaron Haynes and she's going to talk about uh, what Bernie Sanders, excuse me, what uh, Joe Biden's plan is for uh, black America. 
you know, we've talked about about the dual pandemics of, of yeah. uh, coronavirus and, and systemic racism uh, that, that have been roiling us for several months now. I mean, it felt like the criteria changed so much for those of us on the outside looking in, kind of in terms of what Joe Biden might need as a campaigning and a governing partner uh, should he win in November. I wonder if that that changed uh, what you thought that the case was for what you uh, potentially brought to this ticket in this administration. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I mean, the Biden-Harris agenda is is a shared agenda. For example, um, one of the he Joe had a, a whole plan that was, you know, his Build Back Better plan about the economy. <laughs> but it includes understanding the connection between the creation of jobs and also bringing dignity and support to working families. Right. right. And so, for example. Um, one of the parts of, of, of the Build Back Better plan mm-hmm. is to bring health care and home health care to seniors and, and to people who need it. And then but also make sure that caregivers are, are being paid a livable and a, and, a, and a righteous wage and getting all the benefits um, in terms of workers benefits. So in, in that plan, he adopted the domestic um, workers bill of rights, which is something I've been working on for a couple of years. And when we talk about domestic workers, be clear, we are talking about predominantly women of color. Oh, oh color, colored people, <laughs> colored women. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Okay. So well, what was missing from that clip, Adam? Well, if I can look at it from a marketing perspective, first of all, uh-huh. I would say what they should have done is called it Build Black Better. Now, that would have been a plan. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what might have been missing from that, uh, Mo. No, the even mission of the Lift Act. She went straight to Build Back Better. Oh, that, you're so right. You're right. She didn't even, even mention the Lift Act. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Because the because what Aaron Hayes asked was basically, with you being brought onto the ticket, what are you going to do for black people? That was the roundabout way of what yeah. she was asking yes. her. And she's saying, well, with Joe, and I had the domestic workers, blah, blah, blah. It's like nothing. Yeah. I have nothing to contribute to anything for black people. And the lift act is scrapped. And she had her own issue that she was running down to the Essence Festival. The Essence Festival. <laughs> so, <laughs> come on, come on. I mean, so this That's is great. this is where the Democrats' mind was at. We got the black vote wrapped up, uh, and then here comes Ice Cube being a problem. And this is not Kamala's first ha- first uh, time being dismissive of what the tangible tangibles are going to be for black people. Uh, we have another throwback clip. The, that was a previous throwback clip from forty six. We have one from on show 18, and this is when she sit down with the Griot's uh, Natasha Alfred. So by default, it affects black families, but there's not a particular policy for African-Americans that you would explore. But no, if you look at the, the reality of who will benefit from certain policies, when you take into account that they're not starting at, at, at the same place and they're not, stand, they're not starting on equal footing, it will directly benefit black children, black families, black homeowners, because the disparities are so significant. So if we focus on the specific issues that have resulted in the greatest disparities, and we understand that that's part of why we're doing it. Listen, the, the reality also is this. Any policy that will benefit black people will benefit all of society. Let's be clear about that. Let's really be clear about that. So I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to do something that's only going to benefit black people. No. 
Because whatever benefits that black family will benefit that community and society as a whole in the country. Wow. Wow. That's right. Now, this was, we played this on episode 18. 18. Yeah, yeah. if you want to hear it in context. Almost a year ago. Yeah, if you want to hear it in context. She said it right there. No, we're not going to do anything just for black people. That would be racist. And that's why she had nothing to bring to add to Bernie Sanders. I mean, I keep saying Bernie Sanders. I'm Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Uh, (laughs) Biden. So so Joe Biden, she had nothing to bring to his plan because she had nothing in her plan. This is when she was running for president. And she was basically saying, no, I'm not going to do anything specific for black people. And she said this weird thing. And she said anything that's good for black people is good for everybody. Good for everybody. I don't think that's what we're saying here, lady. Um, no. One more thing. I caught a tale of hers, too. Because she might be president uh, soon. Mm-hmm. So um, when she says, let me be clear yeah. or let's be clear, yeah. she's about to lie. Yeah, She's about to tell a lie. <laughs> I think that's the same with Joe, except he says, here's the deal. And, or uh-huh. look, hers is let look, me be clear. Let me be clear. Yeah, and, that's a big one. And then also she says the reality of it. Yeah. So then she about she about she about suspend you some some BS when she says that. So I just want to point those out. So Kamala and the Democrats and Joe Biden, her VP, had no plan for um uh for black people. No. Let let let's be clear. They had they had a lot they had a lot of spells and smoke and mirrors for women of color. But that's yes. about it. That is about it. So now we're going to go... Isn't this a great time to be alive, Mo? Isn't it great to be witnessing this unfolding in real time in front of us? I will say this. I have a gut feeling that this is 64 all over again. We're going to see a political shift in the size of 64. Man, from from your lips to God's ears, brother. I just got that feeling in my gut because I'm I'm taking the temperature. I read a lot of comments on YouTube, mm-hmm. and YouTube has some of the most honest comments because it's not uh not individual centered centered on an individual. It's like I can speak kind of freely, and nobody comes back. The comments aren't linked to me. Yeah. In every video I read, it's like everybody try to talk down on Ice Cube or talk down on Tangibles. There's like an attack. I mean, it's everybody's in formation and everybody's ah. on code oh is, is everybody uh, <laughs> like birds flocking together that's what it's seeming like but mm-hmm. um let's see here so nice. we have ice cube going back to the ice cube with alex on um, alex witt um clip number i think seven, seven. i think yeah so, yes. Roland, when you when you point out with him, you know, a two-page plan versus a 22-page plan, what's his reaction to that? Well, what he said was, he said, look, both don't go far enough, which mm. is true. But here's what I also said to him when he's on the last month. I said, Q, and we, we've been, we text today, we've been texting. Oh, man, hold on. <laughs> I just want you to know. Uh-huh. So he went, he texted and went, hey, yo, Q, Cube, Cube, Ice Cube. 
thought that this guy's full of crap. I said Q, and we, we've been we text today. We've been te- texting after the, before he was on and after. I said you also got to have an infrastructure in place to then carry out what it is you want. So here's the deal. Let's say Bernard huh? Harris wins. Okay, then we have to, as A. Philip Randolph, when a Fe- Franklin Delano Roosevelt told A. Philip Randolph, make me do it. Philip, we have to make them do it, which means you have to have an infrastructure in place of supporters. So one of the things that I said to him, I brought on Alicia Garza uh, with Black mm-hmm. Features Lab, where they put together a black census project where they surveyed 30,000 African Americans of what they mm-hmm. wanted. I said, Cube, you should be partnering with her, partnering with Tamika Mallory, Until Freedom, New York Justice League, mm-hmm. Tell Poe, Million, Million Hoodies March. There are a number of entities out here that have infrastructure, policy people, lobbyists to get it. So again, Ice Cube alone as a rapper actor making demands will not achieve it unless you have infrastructure to push the process through. Absolutely. You got to roll up your sleeves and actually get the work done. Oh, wow. (laughs) So he's trying to co-opt Ice Cube into the Black Lives Matter Inc. uh, infrastructure. Oh, my goodness. We need it. Uh, it's just, I'm I don't speechless. even have to say anything because you picked speechless. all the points out of I'm it. Speech and any and to add insult to injury, you said, "Look, here's the deal." Please, yeah. please, wow! But then, but then it's one thing you missed because you did a mental leap there, and you didn't catch it. He says Alicia Garza from the Black Future Lab, not Black Lives Matter. She's right. rebranding. Oh yeah, no, she started a whole new, uh, whole new n- nonprofit. She's definitely moved away from BLM. Everybody's moving away from BLM, and we're we're gonna get to that a little later in the show. Why? But toxic, when I heard why. that, I was like, uh, Alicia Garza from the Black Futures Lab. Yeah, that's not your biggest uh, accomplishment. If you look at Black Lives, I mean, if, from her for her view uh, point of view. Mm-hmm. I would say, hey, I'm Alicia Garza from Black Lives Matter, you know what I'm saying, uh, in that uh, globally known activist group. Mm-hmm. Not some black futures lab that, you know, uh, that did a census that nobody read. Now, have, but I have, think she's trying we, to uh, rebrand here. Have we done a, we haven't done a Curry Cash check on Black Futures Lab, have we? Uh, I don't think we did. I don't think we did. Uh, we'll, we'll get there because okay. I'm going to come back and talk about Black Lives Matter on a whole nother show because we got to we got to investigate that a little further. But he also said he said both do not go farther far enough. I think five hundred billion goes a lot further than zero. No kidding, because I mean zero is what you have on the table specifically for Black people, right? Uh, and oh, wait, you picked stop, up on stop, it, the stop, infrastructure. Stop, yeah. stop! I do remember this. I pulled this apart for no agenda. Okay, Black Futures Lab. I'm just. I, I don't want to be spoiler. I'll I'll put the goggles on. Black Futures okay. Lab is fiscally sponsored. Which means they're not a nonprofit themselves. They get money and they raise money for their sponsor, which is the CPA, the Chinese Progressive Association. This is a Marxist mm. Marxist uh, organization run by the Chinese Communist Party, and that might explain their relationship with the NBA and ooh, Disney. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So so it's all it's all linked together in some way. Yep. Um. But yeah, basically what he's trying to do, Roland's trying to do is trying to be a, a broker to get uh, Ice Cube's movement co-opted yeah. into these established, quote-unquote, infrastructure. And that's going to be a key word for today. Uh, but we're going to get to 
actually go listen to the the uh, conversation between Alicia Garza and Ice Cube, uh, uh, aka the infrastructure. <laughs> That's what I'm start calling her from now on. And I will say this, and this is important, but it's not at this pump moment. She's on Rollers Martin with this big old blonde wig on. It, it's what? It's like, hold on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alicia, big, wait, Alicia Garza had a big, big blonde wig on? Yes. Wow, that sounds kind of strange. Off brand? Off brand. <laughs> is, there, is there a picture of this? Is that the picture you sent me? No, no. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, uh, I know. I, we're going to get to that a little later. But um, yeah, um, she had a big old blonde wig on. I can, I'll, I'll actually post it on my Twitter one with her with another blonde wig on. This is not her first blonde wig. So she's went away from the, the the box braids and she's going straight up blonde now. So it is important, but not at not at this moment. Yeah, but I, I just uh, want I want you to know I just mm-hmm. I just found the picture. Yeah. Holy crap. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's <laughs> a, that's a br- image brand image change. That's for sure. Yeah. Goodness. Ice Cube respond to critics. I don't think justice is a business transaction. I think if we're going to change systems, policies, and laws, we have to get in the game and stay in the game. And I don't think it's a simple, you give me this, I get that back. I give you this, you get that back. We have to govern an entire country, (laughs) and we can't govern that way. Donald Trump is governing that way, and that's what's not working. I also want to just offer here... That for me, you know, I've heard Van Jones and others say that people uh, need to go to the people in power. And I actually you know, think I understand the premise behind that. But what it overshadows in my mind is it allows them to get off the hook for all of the other egregious things that they do to our communities. Uh You know, I can't help but feel sick when I hear Donald Trump, you know, talking about the First Step Act, but then also telling the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by. And I don't get to actually look past that. That impacts my everyday life. I get death threats every single day from people who are listening to this president. I don't fault you for trying to move an agenda, but I don't think we can take any shortcuts here. And I certainly don't think we can jump the line. And, you know, it would be one thing if people actually weren't working on this every day. Imagine what we could do together, Cube, if I had access to a platform hold on, like hold on, hold on. But I don't have. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Alicia. Alicia, I know, I know Keeb has to go, but uh, ah! Keeb, go. This, con- this contract go ahead. been out for months, so there's been, you know, if anybody wanted to work with me, I've been open, uh, open uh, invitations from day one. Wow! And was that was that Roland running interference there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that is so transparent. Hold on, hold on. I know Cube's got to go. Hold on, hold on. But so let me I speak I speak woke fluently yes, and let me do. just explain to you what what she's saying here. So she starts off as saying justice is not a business transaction. Uh yes it is. Yeah. Uh, when exactly you wrong somebody and you go to court, you settle with them and you give them payment for hopefully that you can get past what happened. Yeah. That's exactly how it works. So she's anti-tangibles to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then she goes into this spiel, and you may want to go back. It's from second uh, eight. I'll explain it, and then you can play maybe play it from the, from the eight-second mark to the 20-second mark. She <clears throat> She's basically saying you have to be the president for everybody. She's setting this bull crap up already. And maybe you could play that right quick. 
It's yeah, eight it, seconds to 20. Stay in the game. And I don't think it's a simple, you give me this, I get that back. I give you this, you get that back. We have to govern an entire country and we can't govern that way. Donald Trump is governing that way and that's what's not working. I also want to just offer here. That's it. Yeah. Well, you can't crap. govern that. That's that's the Obama thing. Like Obama has to be the president for everybody. They're setting the same thing up again to mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. you're not getting nothing. And I know that's a double negative, but I did it on purpose. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, this. Oh, if we you can't shortcut and jump the line. Basically, Cube, you're out of your water. You're, yeah, get you know, back in you, your lane, man. Back in your right. lane. You're just a rapper or an actor. You know, let leave this to the real professionals. And if I had yeah. access to mm-hmm. your platform, aka the infrastructure, talk aka again. aka the people, yeah, Ice Cube talks to the people. Fifty Cent talks to the people. Kanye talks to the people and some aliens, but still he talks to the people. <laughs> By the way, I just it just dropped. He was on Joe Rogan, so I can't wait to hear that episode. Oh man, it's oh, going to yeah, be that's, great. That's great. It's going to be great. That's great. Uh, but yeah, this is what she's saying. Basically, they want to co-op Ice Cube, and that's when he went on Como after this conversation. That's what Roland was saying. Oh, I had him on first. He's thumping his chest, uh, <laughs> and he, he and Ice Cube said, "I'm tired of the games. <clears throat> when people don't, when you don't do what people want you to do, then they just want to slander you." And it was just, "Am I not supposed to speak to both sides?" So we're gonna get back to that. I want to say now, Black Lives Matter has been burned. It's over. It's done. Um, yeah, you heard in the NBA's distance, distancing itself. They're not going to put the social justice uh, comments on the jerseys in the floor for next season. You heard Mark Cuban get uh, cornered by, uh, what's her name? Um, Megan Kelly. Me- Megan Kelly, formerly for Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's done. And the reason why it's done is when people start to actually do their homework that I did five years ago, not patting myself on the back, but it's um, they found out the same thing that Jason Whitlock found out from their website. Black Lives Matter uh, has backpedaled. Any, I, I wrote about this, uh, I think, Tuesday on Outkick.com. Uh, Black Lives Matter has scrubbed its website of its What We Believe page. And I've been trying to explain to people uh, for a long time that Black Lives Matter is a catchy slogan with a devious agenda. If anybody had ever just gone to their own website and read what they believe and what they were promoting, and that's why I say it's connected to what I just talked about uh, about Benjamin Watson. It said previously, we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. Uh, Libby Emmons at the Post Millennial succinctly summarized the BLM agenda, writing the BLM espouses Marxist principles of communal children and the demise of the family structure over American ideals and of individualism and family unity. This is an anti-father movement. This is an anti-male movement. This is about 
ending the leadership of men. And they promptly removed that from their website once it got found out. And they're burned. And as you notice, black lives have been stripped off the streets. Black Lives Matter statues have been taken down. The NBA is back in the way. Alicia Garza is representing herself as the future of black, uh, Chinese, black futures lab. Chinese with, with blonde yeah, hair. Exactly. <laughs> it's done. Hey, can and I, I'm happy to see it go. Am I allowed to, to coin a nickname for Jason Whitlock? What's that? Well, so we have 45 Savage, which, of course, I like. To me, this uh-huh. is this is J-Lock 100. J Lock 100. <laughs> yeah. J Lock 100 emoji. He's J Lock 100. I saw him interview oh. the president and he said, you know, I think Antifa is the modern KKK. I went, J Lock 100, right there. And that goes to show you, as a black man, to take his own future in his hands, leave the corporation like Fox. Yeah. Go over to the Outkick. Yep. And he's already interviewing the president. J Lock 100. He's unstoppable. That's the power of independent media. I, 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 we've been singing, we've been ringing this bell for a mm-hmm, long time mm-hmm. now. We've been living that it. the end that the independent media is the new media. And I want to say this. Uh, lastly, on BLM, even I want to uh, relish in their in their fall. I mean, I'm, I'm happy because I read this at first when Black Lives Matter first popped up on the um, on the socials, just like with SARS. I go and look and see what it's about. Right. And it's like, okay, BLM. When I read this, and I was like, hold on. Disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure. Mm-hmm. And then I moved down and say, especially our children. It had a picture of you with a big X through it. Exactly. Uh-huh. Oh, well, with the red, the no, the no sign. Yeah, the, the not allowed sign. Yeah, the red circle exactly. with a big stripe. Yeah. Yeah. For mothers, parents, and children. This is nothing but no man in the house 2.0. Yeah, and significantly upgraded. Yeah. So that that's why they're at I me. Mean, it's a perfect storm. You have Ice Cube coming out. You got Black Lives Matter being exposed, and it's it's a beautiful thing. So as Ice Cube said, he says he's been around with the uh, contract for um with Black America for a while. Yeah, and he has it. Actually, he was on W. Um, excuse me. MSNBC with um the beat with uh, Ari, aka the hip hop whisperer. This no. guy, <laughs> Ari, he's always citing yeah. lyrics. He's the whitest guy it, in the world, <laughs> right? He he's in the ilk of a Max Kellerman. Um, but he Ice Cube got walked into a hit piece when he thought he was going to actually talk about the contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not a legislator, but as I mentioned, a lot of artists and a lot of black leaders have been, frankly, ahead of this, uh, whether it's the point of conflict and violence with the police or your document goes into uh, reparations, economics, the, the presentation uh, specifically of black people in our world, whether that's news media over here uh, or entertainment media. Um, so I think it's a fascinating document. I want to get into more with it. I also, because this is the news and uh, everybody gets the questions, I wanted to give you a chance to address this controversy around you as well as you know we'll show one of the headlines that uh was reporting or alleging that you've been sharing quote anti-semitic images or theories we can show one example of one that went up that people did take that way Uh, i wanted to give you the chance to address that what do you say to people who look at things like this and think that while you're calling for civil rights uh that allegedly you're also sharing this kind of material wow wow took him right down 
down the so, your anti-Semitic hole. Right. We understand your plan has reparations, but let's talk about the anti-Semitism first. And and for and, it, and for Ari to say, you know, that's all good entertainment media, but this is news. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think not, Ari. <laughs> and this was back in uh, July. Mm. So this thing, I mean, been been for, around, yeah. so if the Democrats took him seriously and they actually watched the news, they should have been like, hey, let's go talk to Ice Cube. Let's go see if we can do something, you know, at least, you know, that kind of thing. But at the same time that this came out, it was three people that were taken down. It was Nick Cannon. Right. Uh, also, also, on the, also on the anti-Semitic vibe. Right. Deshaun Jackson, the football player. And then Ice Cube made the third one. So I'm like, hold on. They line an Ice Cube up. They saw he might be a problem, but this was just a little love tap. This was just like, hey, uh, we, we could pull a foul on you. But Adam, I sent you the picture. Yes. And for people at home, if look. you look at that picture, does it strike you as anti-Semitic? Let me take a look. By the way, in uh, in podcasting 2.0, which will be on this podcast very soon, just by saying this, it'll automatically pop up on your player. This picture. That's that's the future. Holy smokes. Yeah, that's the future I'm working on, brother. All right. So I have. Is this anti-Semitic? So it's a bunch of. Oh, holy shit! Well. Okay, so what this looks like... Uh, can I mean, you explain the people? Yeah, can you explain the people? Because I, I don't want to lead you. That's right, why I, okay. I, that's why so, I sent you the image. All right, all right, all right. So it's a bunch of guys, old guys. They look like um, bankers. They do. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting around a Monopoly game. There's a bunch of uh, pieces on the board, and there's cash in the middle. And then underneath it, are what look like a whole bunch of black people who are the table itself. They're all huddled over, and the Monopoly board is on their backs. So it's a it's a very strong statement about, to me, how bankers uh, and maybe real estate, I'm just looking at some of the pieces on the board, but I see a lot of Illuminati things. I see a pyramid. I see the eye. I see the obelisk. Mm-hmm. Uh, which represents uh, the, that's actually the British uh, pickle, the gherkin. That's the so that would represent British bankers. And okay. uh, I guess you could say that all these guys are Jewish, but one of them looks like Gandhi. Uh, would- another one looks like Karl Marx. <laughs> uh, one, one of them looks like uh, the, like the, one of those. Uh, one of them looks Chinese. Yeah, one of them uh, looks. Uh, no, that looks like Karl Marx. One of them looks like uh, he could be an old uh, Chinese guy um so it, i mean if if you are racist in if you are bigoted in your thinking and you just glance mm-hmm. at this and the first thing you see is oh this is against jews you might not even see the blacks under the table very right. interesting image so michael so this was actually a mural and michael's right it sagalov mm-hmm. uh wrote about this two years ago on the guardian even even he said he said first make sure you actually look at the mural don't take a fleeting glance as you prepare your tweets, um, as you tweet your outrage. So he's basically saying that, uh, he says that it doesn't look like, um, at first glance, it doesn't look anti-Semitic. But you have to know the, uh, it's like he, he goes on further to say it's not just the big nose, big hook nose, which I didn't see those. You know, those things that are, are 
tropes and memes of uh, no. If you uh, actually, if you actually, if you actually look at it, you see Karl Marx, you see some Chinese guy, you see some Gandhi looking guy. One of them look like Elijah Muhammad, the one used the ball headed guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, he does. Yeah, it could also be that. Yeah, it could be Elijah Muhammad. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I just didn't take that, but that goes you to the the Space Jam reach. Yes, they use to. Uh, That's a thoughtful image, man. That's a really thoughtful image. Yeah, that really is. It's, it's cool. So, so this was a love. So this was a love tap to Ice Cube back in July, just to kind of a hey, keep keep your keep your keep you in your place. And what we're seeing now is a digital lynching of Ice Cube or attempted digital lynching. And I don't use that word lightly, lightly no, because people use it. They don't understand what it means, like psychologically. Uh, it's a psychological trigger for even the word itself. Yeah, but this is no. Well, I this have is a no, clip. This is no Jussie Smollett situation. You know, this is this is real. <laughs> yeah, this is a whole media takedown. Every platform, every mechanism they could use to tear down Ice Cube, they tried. But only thing that saved them was the people. You know, we yeah. we swarmed around them and said, "No, you're not going to take him down." So um, we have another person that spoke about digital lynching, and that's one Mr. Clarence Thomas. I think something is dreadfully wrong with this country when any person, any person in this free country would be subjected to this. This is not a closed room. There was an FBI investigation. This is not an opportunity to talk about difficult matters privately or in a closed environment. This is a circus. It's a national disgrace. And from my standpoint, as a black American, as far as I'm concerned, it is a high-tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way deign to think for themselves, to do for themselves, to have different ideas. And it is a message that unless you kowtow to an old order, this is what will happen to you. You will be lynched, destroyed, caricatured by a committee of the U.S. US Senate rather than hung from a tree. And I, I'd like to add to that. That is mm-hmm. not necessarily a, a matter of skin color or heritage if you just look at what happened with uh, Brett Kavanaugh at his um, confirmation hearings. This oh, exactly. Is, this, yeah. is, this is a function of, and I believe the problem with Clarence Thomas, almost, he was a Republican nom- uh, appointee, was he not? Yes. Yeah, so he, the problem, very conservative. The problem yeah. is Democrats. That's, that's the common factor here. Male... The- and Democrat opposition, and uh, I'm not taking away from his blackness. I'm just saying, you know, these people are crazy. And this is the old order he referred to. Mm -hmm. Even then, he was like, when you have the the audacity to think for yourself, you know, they they get you back in line. And they've never, ever gave him the respect. Even though I disagree with Clarence Thomas on a lot of things, to make it to that level of Supreme Court justice is supposed to hold some kind of significance. Uh, but did you know, and I don't know if I said this on the show or not, that needy leaks from uh, Atlanta Housewives made it into the African-American Museum before Clarence Thomas? <laughs> Let me guess. 
who runs the African American Museum? Bunch of white guys. <laughs> that was that, that was the house that Obama built that Bush funded. <laughs> That's hilarious. And and I think that ultimately it stifled Clarence Thomas, Justice Thomas. He he he, he never speaks. You really never ever hear him talking about. Rarely, I would say. And I think that's that's part of his lifelong condemnation that he just he feels like I got screwed. I'm not going to do it. I'll just speak with my ruling. And just to give you some perspective for me as a child, the popular show Different World uh, produced by Bill Cosby, you know, it used to come right on after the yeah, Cosby sure, show. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, they did an episode basically demonizing Clarence Thomas. And it was wow. all about sexual harassment. So. This thing went up to a high level. I was like, I was always surprised. Like, why did Bill do that? I mean, just don't say if you like if you don't have anything nice to say. Don't think say anything well, at all. Well, now we know why he did it. He was it was self hate and projection. Say it for me. What's up? What you say? Ben yourself, but you cop door the health. That's how we say it in the old country. What you, you are, yes. what you accuse others of. And they had a whole episode about it, but oh, I'm about the Clarence Thomas hearings. So Fantastic. I'll continue on. So people are like, well, Mo, that might be a little heavy handed. You're saying lynching. Uh, well, let's get into the Don Lemon clip with him talking to uh, Cuomo. I had a conversation the other day, and then I won't give it away, um, with Oprah. And she talked about... Um, the power of a platform, right? Just a phone conversation. Power of a platform. Mm, so if you're someone like Ice Cube and you have the platform that you have, and I don't want to disrespect him. I, you know, he's very accomplished. Um, I've only met him a few times. Nice guy. But one needs to know what one is talking about. One needs to educate oneself on just what is other than the basics about capital, which is important, um, about voting, which is important, and so on and so forth. So you have to be careful who you align yourself with. So you have to you have to educate yourself about that. What is happening with the Trump campaign, and they have admitted it, is that they need African-American votes to win. This is just to win for them. So what they're doing is trying to pit African-Americans against Hispanics or against immigrants by saying that immigrants are taking your jobs. They're trying to appeal to African-American men, I should say, men. They know that they cannot get the women, so they're targeting African-American women. Wow. <laughs> trying to pit African-American men against everyone. Wow. Like, we're some kind of attack dogs. Like, like Trump's like, here, boy, go get him, go get him. But wow. let, me, let me say this. Don Lemon is such a chatty patty. And I'm glad he is. <laughs> because he, he said, um, I had a conversation, but I won't give it away. But then he goes on to give it away. Yeah, right. That he's talking to Oprah. So Oprah's I'm glad Don has such loose lips. Um, pause. But um <laughs> so um he says, Yeah, I'm talking to Oprah. So you know Oprah's in his ear. Like, hey, Oh, you yeah. better do something about this Ice Cube fella. Get on the uh, stick, we need Don. to hijack. His, right, you need to educate him and hijack his platform. But also, it's, like a, say, he, it's a very important mm-hmm. virtue signal towards Don Don Lemon's audience and people, kept, you know, keeping his eye on him to say, hey, you know, I got Oprah here. I got Oprah got my back. Of course, he's. And, but what I'm saying is, he wasn't going to say that he was talking to Oprah. But he's such. He just had to let the you know the spill the tea uh, that he was. Course, oh, God, I was talking course. to Oprah. But that lets you know who's pulling his strings. Man, he's a gossip. So you got to listen. 
if you if you pay attention to everything, the truth you will, will hear reveal who, itself. <laughs> who's pulling dial and strings? Now we found out he's Oprah. nothing but a talking. He's nothing but a talking head for Oprah. Uh, so let's get into the second clip from Don Lemon uh, from this segment. So the black thing. Here's the problem with that. I understand what he's saying about black people and about descendants of slaves. Again, be careful who you align yourself with, because this Eidos, uh, African descendants of slaves. Wait a minute. Isn't it funny that Don Lemon, <laughs> that Adam Curry, the white man, says Eidos properly? And Don Lemon, the black man, says Eidos. Eidos. <laughs> is that is that because he's maybe? I'm, I'm going out. Of, this he's, is, this yeah, he's trying. He's trying to to downplay to discredit it. It's a dos dose. You know, it's like one of the, I don't that. Know. And then subconsciously, a dose, like oh, a dose of something. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like that. Very Freudian. And be careful mm-hmm. who you align yourself with, because this a dos uh, African descendants of slaves. African. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of Russian bots. A lot of bots online. <laughs> targeting doing the dirty right. work of Russia yeah. uh, for that and to discriminate I think again it's okay to point out that you're a descendant of slave don't get me wrong that's fine and some people are not and that's that fine. doesn't make one person less or more black than another person but to discriminate against someone to say well we just want this because we are black in this way I think is discriminatory because people of color there's there's power in numbers it should be there's nothing wrong with having a plan for black America and not just black Americans who are descendants of slaves oh man I mean so hold on a second Mo (laughs) and let me just I want to ask you something now this is a cultural thing and I think I think Don Lemon is ADOS and and I know that he he knows very well that Kamala Harris is she can identify as black, call her a woman of color. Goggles, call goggles. Her, call, <laughs> I can't even see my goggles. That's how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. Where are they? Here they are. There you go. Okay, so, but, may, but maybe this is not goggles. Mm-hmm. So, growing up a black man, ADOS in America, you, ha- you, have, it, you have the talk, but surely... Surely there's also a talk or part of the talk or part of what your family discusses that says, hey, uh, we are different for this reason. And whenever someone pretends to do something for us, they let everybody else in. That has to be an ongoing part of a conversation in in ADOS affair, uh, families today, is it not? It's a running joke. Oh, thank it's you. Like a, thank <laughs> it's just a... Oh, there they go again. Oh, oh, oh. Somebody's so, so, stepping over. So Don Lemon <laughs> is propagating this while he has definitely had that talk in his family? When Oprah speaks, uh, yeah. you do. You do. You, oh, man. That's... That Let must... me be clear. <laughs> <laughs> Look, here's the deal. Wow. It's sick. Sell out. The black box. The sell black out. Box sell out. He's a sellout. He's bought and paid for, mm-hmm. and that that's the problem. And you know what makes it even more disingenuous? That not long ago, uh, Don Lemon was lecturing uh, April Ryan on this exact topic. What do you make of her answer, April? It's good for her. 
um, you know, let's, there's a lot to unpack here. Number one, what does black enough mean? Can someone give me a definition of what black enough is? I don't want to go down the road of the stereotype when people say we're black. Number one, she is a black woman. She's a mixed race woman. When you see her, you see her blackness, but she is also South Asian. Her mom is South Asian and her dad is Jamaican. But April, she is April, a black April, woman let me, let me, let me, let me listen. Yes. More power to her. And I think what? it's great. That is, that should be enough. Listen, it is enough that she's a black woman. We are not a monolith. But no, 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 exactly. no, 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 no,
a prime example of someone trying to mimic uh, support from the black community for a particular candidate. So these kinds of things that are happening at this moment, we have to pay a little bit more close attention to it because there is nuance. But there are also identifying factors. For example, right now from the black identity framework, there's a new sort of uh, hashtag and or uh, identity that's in their bios called ADOS or DOS, which is standing for descendants of slaves. Man, a man, a man, a man. Yep. And you know what makes it even worse? I, 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 let me say this one thing and I'll let you finish. Uh, Yvette Carnell was actually on CNN. Mm. And they're still calling ADOS bots. I mean, that's that's how crazy they are. But the problem with Ice Cube is you can't call him a bot. And he's saying these things. Go, go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. No, continue, no, no I, was just, I was just going to say that I think it was that broadcast was what brought me to the path because I, I heard that clip. I think it was that one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ADOS, DOS, bots? And, and, and just every antenna went up with me. I'm like, huh? And that's when I started talking about it on No Agenda. And I think that's what you mm-hmm. heard. And then you reached out to me is how the show yep. started. I, fe- I felt some bull crap there. And I, and I noted it. And I couldn't quite figure it out. And then, no, there you go. The rest is broadcast history. Thank you, Joy Reid. <laughs> yes. You know, they, I knew I liked her for a reason. Exactly. Thank you, Joy. Good work. So as Ice Cube's making the media rounds, he has to hit all the hot spots. And I got to give credit to Ice Cube. He was hitting YouTube channels. Uh, he was hitting... You know, radio stations, anybody to talk to him. Anybody he that would spread- do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, w- he was doing the work. He was spreading the message. So this is a clip from him going to Hot 97 and speaking to Ebro. Um, are you, have you decided how you're going to vote November 3rd? I actually haven't. You know, it's, oh, no. uh, I'm going to vote because there's a lot of things to vote for, you know, in California, up and down, you know, our, our city and state. Um, but I just, you know, I'm a real, uh, true undecided voter, um, because they're not doing enough. And, and the white supremacy alignment of Donald Trump and, and those, the people he has working for him who are open, overt white supremacists, um, you know, look, racism comes in many forms, but overt white supremacy, that doesn't, that doesn't put you off in, um, potentially supporting Donald Trump. Um, well, I'm not supporting Donald Trump. Um, you know, white supremacy do turn me off, you know, but it's everywhere and it's on both sides of the aisle. And, you know, that's just the reality that we live in. And I'm not naive to that. So, you know, we're, um, engulfed in white supremacy. So, you know, that's just something we're going to have to fight our way out of. Wow. I love how it's, it's, it's leading the witness there. And he really messed up, not messed up, but he really becomes a problem when he's saying, no, nah, I don't know who I'm voting for. <laughs> yes. So then other people, let he's, me say this. Cube is Ice in Cube, play. Cube is in play. Ice Cube is one of the few people that was able to maintain pretty much who he was while navigating Hollywood. It's a, it's a few of them. Good point. Uh, you have Samuel Jackson, what they would call an unapologetic black man, right? Uh I mean, they're not overly sensitive. They're not overly 
Um, Denzel. I mean, they, yeah, they're men. They're men, men, right? I mean, what they say, what they say, they mean. So for him to come out and give these kind of uh, thoughts to black people of, mm-hmm. hey, you might want to consider both sides. Hey, you might want to go talk to both sides. You might want to think about who you vote for and not just be some kind of um, a bot, a bot. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. An actual bot. <laughs> hey, oh, stop, stop. <clears throat> Wat je zegt, ben je zelf met je kop door de helft. When somebody mm-hmm. calls ADOS bots, they're projecting. They're projecting that they are actually the bots. Because there's no, I will do, I will go vote blue <laughs> on November 3rd. <laughs> oh, he did that That's well. That's it. Yeah. It, that, that, is it. that is it, and that is all. No, we don't want to hear nothing. Uh, and then they do this weird, Ebro does this weird thing where you know that, you know that overt white supremacy is yeah. way worse than the <laughs> hidden white supremacy. It's like, no, even, okay, say, let's just say everything is like Ebro says it is, mm. and both of the presidents are white supremacists, right? Uh, candidates. Mm-hmm. I would rather have the overt. <laughs> than that the way covert. you can, yeah, yeah, yeah you that can way it. you can uh, galvanize around it. You can uh, use it kind of like with like tr- how the Democrats use Trump. They, they collect donations, higher donations with a Donald Trump as compared to maybe a George W. Bush mm-hmm. or, um, or jo- uh, the uh, first B- George Bush. Uh, that's more of a centrist. So I'm just saying, if you take them at face value, it still makes no sense to go with the um with the, uh, with the covert with the covert the, co- uh, the covert white supremacy. Now they they like, oh I favor the covert covert. It makes me feel better. <laughs> a question: You saw um, the debate mm-hmm. at a certain point. President Trump was asked about uh, denouncing white supremacy, which is not the same thing as racist or racism. Anyway, and he went into this thing. He was like. I'm the least, least racist person you'll you'll ever know. It makes me sad that they call me this. In the room, in the room, in, in the room. That's what he said. I'm the least person. I'm the least racist person in this in room. In the room, okay. and it's dark. And it's dark. And it's dark. He's, he's more on. He's, he's more like, honest than I thought he was. <laughs> and even people start trying to. Well, oh, what you mean by dark? What you mean? Yeah, right. oh, the, the, the audience is dark. <laughs> so, uh, but how did that come across to you? Did that come across as sincere? What What, what were your thoughts? To be honest with you, I think uh, um, I've always said Donald Trump. I think he, the is that he is, and he's a narcissist, mm-hmm. and he'll do anything to be uh, to satisfy himself and put himself on a, a platform. I don't necessarily take him as a as a racist because uh, his history. I mean, he's the worst racist I ever seen. He's not doing a good uh, job to, being racist. <laughs> yeah, to hang around black people for your first. You know, 60 years of life or 50 years of life uh, and then turn around and um, hire people and have them. You know, I mean, I I just think I think he likes winners. And if you're a loser, you're a loser. And if you have a loser mentality, he he, it, it really irks him. Now, I will say this. Maybe we can treat him like LBJ. LBJ was a racist, straight Doc- up documented, <laughs> documented verbatim racist. Right, but he wanted to repair his image. So even people that's a uh, maybe even you could use that to leverage atonement out of Donald Trump. Mm, no. Even if you see him as a racist, it's like, hey, bro, you need to repair your image. You don't want to go out and go down their history as uh, saying it's fine people on both sides. Right. Well, we know, like I said, we know that's BS, but. 
That's the narrative. So yeah. what are you going to do to fix it? And I think and, that's and, what he's kind of do now. And he's narcissistic enough. Of course, he doesn't want to go down in history as even if for him it was he did great things. He was a great president, but he was pretty racist. He doesn't right. want that. He just you're right. I think you're totally. He's a narcissist and uh, and a, a very good one because you can play into that if you know it. You can play into it. Yeah, you could exactly. You could the psychology. Yeah. You're like, hey, it's not that you hard. Like, kind of guilt him. Yeah. in a way, it's like you know, hey, you looking bad out here, Trump. You need you need to do something to repair your image, right? And and that could be done. So it's this thing that we've heard over and over again, but you haven't picked up on it. So anybody that thinks for themselves is stupid, is uneducated, needs to be educated. You know, these this uninformed. This this is the lingo that they like to use. And I found this clip from Roland Martin. I know we have you on Roland Martin today, but it's a he's a fascinating. <laughs> Can never get enough um, Roland Martin. <laughs> he's a he's a fascinating case study because he has all the things. He's certified boule. Yeah. He's non ADOS. He's been in the Democratic um, machine infrastructure infrastructure uh, for for a very long time, and so he goes off on this rant about people that refuse to vote or or not vote Democrat. This is for all y'all just stuck on stupid folk who listen to ignorant people who call women bed wenches who are telling you fools not to vote. Okay, hold on a second. I have some questions. Yes. (laughs) I knew you would. (laughs) As we go along, I want to clarify a few words that are being used here in terms. Hold on. This is for Mm -hmm. all y'all just stucco stupid folks. Okay, stucco stupid folk. I get stucco stupid folk. Stucco. Stuck on. Stuck on stupid folk. Yeah. Stuck on stuck. What does that mean? Stuck on like stuck on stupid. You can't get right. Oh, like, you, just, oh you're stuck on stupid. Okay, you're yes. stuck on the. St- <laughs> All right, sorry. I think I appreciate the translation. Oh, Who listen to ignorant people. I, he he's, he means to say ignorant. He's code switching. Right, but ignorant is that uh, code uh, for a, ignorant? Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, what he's doing is now. I'm co-switching out of professional rolling yeah, to talk to the dumb black people. So I need to, <laughs> the, to yeah. the dumb black people stuck on stupid. Yes. Gotcha. Who call women bed winches. Hold on. Bed winches or bad winches? Bed winches. So this is a term going back to slavery days. It's kind of like the same term as concubine uh, uh, and, uh-huh. and, a, and a really toxic group inside the male. I'm, I'm not making any apologies for them. They like to call women that uh, kiss up to white men or the white power structure as bed winches. Okay. It's not, it's no place for that. You know, we can have dialogue without um, being disrespectful. Absolutely. But I d- thank you again. Who are telling you fools not to vote. Mm-hmm. And they all hollering tangibles. <laughs> you say howling or hollering? Holland, 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 Holland. He's he, he said hollering, but it's what Holland. I'm saying is, no, I get he, you. I, I want to make this. I, I want to make this clear for the listeners. Mm-hmm. This is how he feels. He has to talk to black people. Well, it's working because the white man is having a hard time understanding this code. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I, I I get the gist of it, but I think it's yeah. interesting. The thank you because, wow, that's really interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. it would be great if Hillary Clinton could do it this good, wouldn't it? No, if she could be president, (laughs) right. And what we gonna get? 
for all you simpleton SOBs. Wow. Not SOB. For all of you simple Simons. <laughs> for all of you folk who are stuck on stupid. And I know Cleo Monaga was here. He was a rolling. Don't call them names. But if your dumb ass is advocating not voting, that's exactly what they want you to do. Because Erica Donald Trump stood before the microphones and said, thank you, black people, for not voting. Y'all helped me. Now, if I could give Roland Martin some advice, mm-hmm. I would I would do all my shows like this. This is vibrant. This is something to listen to. This this can be this could, could uh, this confuses the white man to think he's hearing a preacher. Roland Martin, yeah. he should do this full time. Uh, it's good for our show too, Mo. Yeah, it, it is <laughs> very no, good it, for it, our it, show. But it's, what a tool! So basically, what he's saying to me. Because that's who he's talking to me. Yep. Directly. Yep. You're not voting or, you know, stuck you're, on or stupid. even worse. You're stuck I mean, on stupid. Like, <laughs> I'm stuck on stupid. And if, you, uh, yeah, if you're if you not if you're not voting, you're really actually voting for Trump. I know, Roland. I know. <laughs> it's like, hey, Trump will do you this solid. Now, when it comes back around, if you do what you say you need to do, not only will I take one off the board for the other side, I will put one on the board for you. We know we get this rolling. We're not stuck on stupid. Okay. You're the one that's dumb enough not to realize we don't know what we're talking about. About the word stupid for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I said it to him personally, but publicly mm-hmm. I apologize to Hotep Jesus for yes. calling him stupid. Uh, yes. I regret it saying it to another man in general. Uh, but what I really meant and, and, uh, and so I want to make good on it is that wasn't that I I didn't I disagreed with something he said and it just made no sense to call him stupid and he took his exception to that and uh, is there an extra element for a black man to be called stupid by a white of man course. Yeah. Okay. Because I because that yeah. was I totally didn't think about it that way. You know what no, you know I know I, yeah. I know I know what I'm saying is this it's kind of like if you say to a black person can't you read no because I actually. I, I had a guy say that to me one time. I was, it was a sign like poorly placed, mm-hmm. and he, he was a security guard, and it was self-explanatory the sign, but I just didn't see it. And I asked him the question that the sign answered, and he kind of got snippy with like, "Can't you read?" And uh, yeah, it took me to another place. So, so yeah, it is. It is the. So I appreciate. I I appreciate yeah. one. I appreciate Hotep calling me on it. In an appropriate measure, he didn't go Coming overboard. Coming for your neck. Coming for your neck was the exact word. Well, he, he texted me <laughs> no, that. Just, yeah, he texted yeah, me that. Me. And I said, what does that mean, Mo? Is he going to cut me up? And he said, no, he's, he's going he's gonna to be harsh. Okay. But his harshness was appropriate and not hostile. It was appropriate, not hostile. And I appreciate you for not running interference. I appreciate I that, too. I want people to understand. I want people to understand. Let me be clear. Um, it's an important I, moment. It's a very important moment yeah, in my yeah. life, and I think yours too. I, yeah, I don't speak for Adam. Adam doesn't speak for me. If you have a problem with what Adam says, you can find him on social media or email. If you have a problem with what I say, bring it up to me. And we're not gonna. We don't speak for each other. That's not what we do. I just want to make that point. Um, 
But yeah, this this whole thing with rolling and stupid and and no, hold on. I want, I want one point I want to bring up. Sob. Hmm. What yeah. happened when Trump, <laughs> Trump called said people? That. Oh, that was, yeah, but he has black card. He has credentials. He can do that. No, but he's calling black women the b word. Oh, yeah. That, that's that's one level. That's upping Trump. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> no, but that's what because that's who he's talking to. Yeah, the black you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So when he says stupid sob, should we take it the same way? Um as Trump said it, I'm just going. I'm just going to bring up that yeah, point. Of course, well. So now you hear and how you, now you see how they feel about people that choose to exercise or not exercise. they not voting. Is all you have, and I'll say this one thing, and we can get to the next clip. The only responsibility you have is to be engaged, which I am engaged. Mm-hmm. I am aware of what's going on in politics, and my decision is based off of my awareness. It's not like I'm ignorant uh and just don't know what's going on and just not you're not, not stuck gonna on vote. stupid yeah i'm not stuck on stupid uh, i know i know what i'm doing here and a lot of other black men are smart and understand what they're doing it's like no and i'll explain this one more time what we need to have is the lowest voter turnout in history because that symbol uh, that signals to both parties we're in play yeah and they got to come with their best so no, we're not stupid. Uh, but moving on, this is another clip from the Hot ninety seven interview, and this clip is with Peter Rosenberg, and he kind of crosses Ice Cube in a way. Cube, I would say this is probably the part where people get the most concerned. Is that for for uh, many people, um, we feel that the the, the rhetoric. And the decisions that have been made by the by the Trump administration over the last four years put them in a category of alignment with racism and white supremacy that is so in a different world that out of that conversation of we know there's white supremacy on both sides feels like a bit of a cop out in the sense that we know this Trump administration we know how, exactly how is it are. how is the truth a cop out I mean. It's the truth. And if you can show me that it's not the truth, um, let me know. But it's not a cop out. It's the reality of the situation we find ourselves in. And if we are blind to that, we'll continue to find ourselves in it. But you don't think it's false equipment? Everybody, every every person has to make their own decision when they walk in that booth. You know, Ice Cube can't make it for them. Uh, Hot 97 can't make it for them or anybody else. Everybody got to make their own decision and they got to take all the information that they have gathered, the true facts, and then make that decision. Um, and so I'm the one who's not telling you where to vote. So people shouldn't be skeptical of what I'm saying because I'm not telling you where to vote. Yeah, Gosh. and that's the smartest thing Ice Cube did very was stay good. neutral. Yep, very to good. say you know what, I'm not repping for this campaign. I'm on this uh this uh campaign. I'm not repping for this campaign. I'm in the middle. I'm entertaining all offers. I'm inter- um anybody that wants to make suggestions, I'm open to that. Uh, but Rosenberg, now we have to say Rosenberg, he is a Jewish man, mm-hmm. and it's amazing how these people can come talk to black people and say, oh, well, I think that's a cop out when you say this, this about white supremacy. So let me get this straight. And I'm just going to run oh, down okay. some of the accomplishments 
that Donald Trump has done for the Jewish community. Uh, let's see. Recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital. Yeah, that, that's, Open the that's, U.S. That's embassy. The, right there should be enough. That should be enough for, for, for one, for one uh, uh, session. I'm just yeah. I'm just gonna do the top five. Open U.S. embassy in Jerusalem. Recognize Israel's sovereignty of Golan, uh, Golan uh, withdrew, corrupted in uh, UNESOC and another acronym. Blah blah blah. And it says past uh, Taylor, yeah, UNESCO, and it's another one. Uh, and then uh, past Taylor Act to end uh, pay to slay. Mm-hmm. So. Does Rosenberg go back to his people of his lineage and say, well, hold on, hold on. Now, you understand that in general, I'm generalizing. Yes. And with most of uh, uh, people I know who are Jewish American, Mm -hmm. do not consider themselves white. Be be very clear. No, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm not saying that. Yeah. No, I know. I'm just, I want want everyone to understand that. Right. So he, he, but, he, he, in a way, he comes from, hey, I'm on your side. No, but what I'm saying is this. The same way he's disappointed in Ice Cube with negotiating with Donald Trump for Donald, I mean, for Ice Cube to try to uh, uh, get some kind of action from a political yeah. and figure. Meanwhile, he's getting all kinds of stuff if he cares about it. Right. That benefits his group. Mm-hmm. Now, if we were to say, Rosenberg, you have to answer for your communities com- uh, uh, negotiating with Donald Trump. You know, that's a cop out. OK, OK. It will be take. Now you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm but, not yeah, saying. Yeah, but I got I got I got to stop you. We got to get real, Mo. Mm-hmm. See, I'm learning that's that's code. Mm-hmm. We got to get real. <laughs> I'm watching you. You and Hotep. I figured it out. OK, we got to get real now for a second. Yes. During your three and a half hour conversation, from time to time, what would come up is something that the Jews get or can do or can say that is somehow not allowed for ADOS. And both both of you held back on saying that. You did not mention exactly what group you were talking about. Is that such a taboo? Yes, it is. Okay. They can get you up out of here for that. I mean, listen, they can, they can get you up out of here, especially on his platform. It's not that if we were having a conversation here, just like now we're having a conversation. That's why uh, I'm asking but, you here, obviously. Right. But on his platform, it being on YouTube, uh, a, yeah, on YouTube, that can just the algorithm will get you in a lot of trouble. Oh, it's really the algo, huh? So you got it. You get yes. the Jalgo. <laughs> yes <laughs> so i wanted to respect his i don't have a problem saying that's why i laid out the things that uh rosenberg and ari the same thing it's like they can condemn black people for negotiating with a quote-unquote white supremacist but like I, donald trump I just want that to be really really clear to every to mm-hmm. all the producers out there that both of you were completely completely open and honest and unedited but that came up shoom, shoom, filters came on that's because of, because of I where understand. we were having the I conversation. I understand. Not, no, not because of not because of the conversation, yeah. because of where you're having it. That, exactly. That on one hand, that makes first of all it makes me very happy. I'm doing work on podcastindex.org because we need to be able. This conversation needs to be had no matter what. Doesn't matter right. where and, you stand. And that's the point I was bringing up about black cyberspace. Yes, where where conversations can be had unfiltered uh unnudged 
and I'll uh, yeah, they, they, the algos steer the conversation. Let's be clear. And yeah. if you cross certain boundaries, and that's just not for that boundary, but there's certain things. Just like if you said uh, anything about COVID, if you, I mean, same thing. Yes, going, I, know. I know. They're going so far now to even the uh, Joe Biden's uh, fracking. <laughs> The actual you, quotes. You can't show the quotes oh, anymore. <laughs> no, it'll give you a warning saying, oh, this is not true or this is misleading. It's yeah, I got, my, I, got my, I got my first one of that the other day. I posted uh, the animated no agenda. And I know what the trigger, the trigger words were very fine people because it was that mm-hmm. bit we did, which is hilarious, by the way. It's a very funny video. And Dame Jennifer, you know, Jame Jennifer did a great job on putting that together. But I posted that right away. You, if you wanted to comment on it, it was oh maybe controversial topic. You know, caution proceed proceed if you're over eighteen. All of this stuff, yeah. And I was, and so just they just put these terms in, and then then I'm sure the algo was also affected. Uh, the stuff and, you don't see. And can I can I make a quick? I just want to make this is why value for value is so important because I don't take YouTube money. I don't take any money from YouTube. I just use YouTube for a uh, to spread the word kind it's of channel. thing. It's a channel, and, and channel it's an thing. easier way for people to share because mm-hmm. it's like uh, copy this. I mean, people, you know, if they see yeah, YouTube, I'm gonna, they, I'm gonna they're fix more that. likely to open it. I'm going to fix that yeah. too in podcasting 2.0. Don't worry, I'm going to fix it all. I, I can't wait till you do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, but but I don't take cash from YouTube. That way, I'm not. Um, no, you're not beholden to. My, you're not beholden to them because subconsciously. You'll start to edit yourself. Yep. And I knew, like, the fact that, you know, some people are monetized on YouTube. I didn't want to do anything that would be rude when I'm in somebody else's house. Yeah. You know, I want to be a good guest. That's a good point. Uh, so I wanted to respect. But no, I completely unfiltered. Now, back to this conversation. Now, we're supposed to be allies, the Jews and the blacks. Why is it that we can, they can say, oh, Ice Cube, that's a cop out. But we talk about how y'all are negotiating for your lineage. And if we call that out, it's anti-Semitic. Yep, that's right. Don't don't let that be lost on. Uh, and that's where now that feeds back into why you heard Nick Cannon and Deshaun Jackson mm-hmm. and, and many others start posting things like, "Hey, this is not a this is not a fair uh, alliance here. <laughs> this yeah. thing is this thing is totally lopsided." Okay, so we're moving on. Uh, so Ice Cube was summoned by the Queens, Uh-oh. and that was the cocktail Queens over at Fox Soul, <laughs> oh, and gosh. he's actually talking to uh, Selena Johnson in this clip. Do you think, and what could be the process of once we get this money, of implementing it properly into our communities and really being able to allocate it where it makes sense and matters, and what's going to be necessary for that to happen? Well, you know, what I said on the show about the Million Man March was the fact that it was the Million Man March, but it was a day of atonement. It was a day where we were going to bury the hatchet with each other. It was the day when we were supposed to go back to our neighborhood kind of as new people and try to, you know, make things better. Um, And, you know, it just didn't happen the way you know, we all envisioned it, uh, but that don't mean we, we can't start. You know, we do need uh, financial help in our communities, but we also got to we got to make a commitment to ourselves to clean up ourselves. You know, it do start with the person in the mirror. Wow. I forgot about that. The Million Man March. 
But I think mm-hmm. didn't they flip on the weather machine and it was raining? It was really horrible. There was like ho- there was a lot of problems with it. But one, of, I think the weather was just atrocious, if I recall. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was wet. And this is was October sixteenth, nineteen ninety five. I was fifteen years old. Mm-hmm. My two older brothers went, but my mom wouldn't let me go. And that's one of those things that just like ah, I wish I could have. Wish, wish you'd have been there, man. I mean that that's. You know, just one of those things that I wish I could have took part in. But yeah. the key word, if you listen to there, <clears throat> was atonement. Yes. Now, the atonement that Ice Cube was talking about and Louis, uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan was talking about was about atonement between the black man and the black woman. Right. Of, yeah, we know we done some messed up stuff. Uh, we not We haven't been as good as we can. But after this day, we're going back to the communities and clean things up. So... I actually, that's I actually was doing a show or building a show on the Million Man March. Oh, and this show kind of bumped it out because we're at the 25th anniversary. We just passed on, this, right. on the 16th. Did anyone so did I, anyone celebrate that? No, <laughs> black black men. Are you crazy? <laughs> Man, I, I think I think they uh, the so the 16th. I think that was the Country Music Awards on the 16th. Yeah, so. I'm like, <laughs> But that goes to show you where we're at. Yeah. That you twenty fifth anniversary. You That's don't something get real. That's, yeah. I, I, hey, you didn't tell me either. I I would have. I would have no. said something. Well, we're <laughs> going to talk about it now because, like I said, I was building a show on this, and a few weeks back, that's when I came in with the atonement thing mm-hmm. because I was like, hmm, the way in this next clip it's kind of long. It's about one forty. Uh, but Minister uh, Louis Farrakhan start with speaking about atonement and i remember at the time the atonement thing but it kind of fell to the back of my mind but when i reheard um the speech that he gave in 95 this is where i said hey we need to shift from um reparations reparations to atonement atonement because it's about the people that need to atone not the people that need to be repaired and if that goes up talking to feeding into trump's um narcissism if we say to him, atone. no, don't repair, don't repair, don't repair us. You atone, atone yourself. yourself. Exactly. Then it becomes another conversation. Then you don't have that natural gag reflex from this built up over many, many years when you hear reparation and hear uh, welfare. That's basically what people hear when they hear reparations is some form of welfare or, right, right, right. or you know, or get cash giveaway i'm gonna so, you know tonight mm-hmm. after the show uh we're hanging out having drinks with the former new york banker his wife and uh and some other friends that or they're friends of theirs who we know and of course all white i'm gonna i'm gonna roll i'm gonna roll out the atonement thing see how it works on them yeah, yeah. And these Please are real these are real, <laughs> these are real democrats you know like super duper super liberal democrats so and it, politics always comes up and and I'm gonna I'm gonna use atonement instead of reparations and I'll and I'll I'll report back. Please, yeah, see, see, uh, give it a test run to see how yeah, it goes. I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. If you don't hear from me, you know how it went. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this gave me the on ramp to bring the Million Man March into this episode, and it was like perfect. I'm, Adam, like I always say this. It's amazing how these things fall into place. This show was supposed to be about Million Man March. Now you have Ice Cube using the word atonement. And it's like, wait a minute. This 
He's like Lego. It's like oh, fits perfectly. Well, this is um, this is called synchronicity, and it's the universe yes. talking to us, Mo. All we got to do is listen. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so let's get into the uh, 1995 Million Man March. See when he feels sorry, deep down inside, he's gonna make a change. That man has a change in his mind. That man has a change in his heart. His soul has been unburdened and released from the pain of that sin. But you gotta go one step further. Because after you've acknowledged it, confessed it, repented, you come to the fifth stage. Now you gotta do something about it. Brothers, sisters, some people don't mind confessing. Some people don't mind making some slight repentance. But when it comes to doing something about the evil that we've done, we fall short. But atonement means satisfaction or reparation for a wrong or injury. It means to make amends. It means penance, expiation, compensation, and recompense made or done for an injury or wrong. So atonement means we must be willing to do something in expiation of our sins. So we can't just have a good time today and say we made history in Washington. We got to resolve today that we're going back home to do something about what's going on in our lives and in our families and in our communities. Now. Wow. Wow. Let me <laughs> let me read from the Merriam-Webster dictionary, which as mm-hmm. we know is the wokest dictionary in the universe. Because they changed the word uh, sexual preference to uh, an offensive term overnight. So whatever they say is the woke, uh, the woke deal. Definition of atonement, reparation for an offense or injury, satisfaction. This is a great word. It has it all in there. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> it is perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> So 1995, let me, let me say one thing about getting to that, just the clip. I'm sorry, can I, can I just add one more thing? Please, please, please. It's super because if anyone, you know, speaking as a white man, if someone Mm -hmm. says, do you atone for what your country, what your ancestors, whatever it is, what they did to ADOS, I actually feel it. And if I would say, ah, I don't like atonement, then you know, I'm an asshole. And I have no, and you have, so I have no problem because it, fe- you feel it. I feel it's like, yeah, okay, but I don't want to. It's not s- about the person. It's no, not no, about no, it's the not person. about the person. It's about, it's about the nation. It's, it's. Do you want your nation to have this burden? Of course. This no, you want this to, you guilt. want to get rid of it. Right. Now I want to make one statement. We go back a little bit. What we're talking about about platforms. What we all know why Minister Louis Farrakhan got kicked off of Facebook. And all all the socials, the same conversation. Yeah. So just let let that be known. They they will get you up out of here. Okay. Uh, now, what? but I just want to say one yes. last thing. Mm-hmm. Atonement can only be once, and it has to be proper. 
Yes. Whereas reparations has been going on for decades and is, you know, and it's all bull crap. It's it, none of it landed, none of it worked. It, it, it never hit the, hit, hit the mark. So atonement has to be so clear that once and for all, everybody says we atone. It's from the person. It's not from the person that needs to be repaired. It's from the person that actually wants to do the work. Exactly. Of, of first you have to acknowledge, then confess it, then repent. And we've done these things in America, right? We acknowledge, okay, that was wrong. Yep. Uh, we've confessed it. You, we had a bunch of states come out and say, uh, yeah, we, uh, yeah, we did do it. Mm-hmm. And then they even repented by saying these apologies. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, we apologize that we did some screwed up stuff. Mm-hmm. And they want to stop there. It's like, no, you can't stop there. If you really mean what you put on paper and that goes, Hey, that's exhibit a, when you get ready to make the legal case of these states apologized for what they did and they acknowledged it and confessed and repented it. So now let's get to the atonement portion. And when you get to the atonement portion, it has real uh, impact. Yeah. And don't take my word for it. Don't take Farrakhan's word for it. Marianne Williamson. This is part of the dark underbelly of American society. The racism, the bigotry, and the entire that we're having here tonight, if you think any of this wonkiness is going to deal with this dark psychic force of the collectivized hatred that this president is bringing up in this country, then I'm afraid that the Democrats are going to see some very dark days. And the underlying cause has to do with deep, deep, deep realms of racial injustice, both in our criminal justice system and in our economic system. And the Democratic Party should be on the side of reparations for slavery for this very reason. You have been at the forefront of the discussion of reparations. We're almost out of time. Can you just give me a two-second Yes, I want to uh, make America whole. And uh, a country is like an individual. You can't have the future you want until you clean up the past. <laughs> and as you would say, uh, they're about to get her on up out of here. <laughs> oh, yeah, two seconds. We got two seconds. What's your thoughts on reparations? Oh, yeah, we're rapping. <laughs> That's funny. But she hit it right on the head. Dark psychic forces. Yeah. Um, what America, what America really feels now is the hangover of racism called guilt. Yeah. And it's when you wrong somebody and they bring up something around that wronging that which how you wrong them, then it's oh, why you gotta bring that up all the time? You know, uh, you know, until you really atone. You know, apologize, confess, repent, and then atone. Then it's like, hey, it's not. I over. thought we were over that. Now you can push it back over and say, I thought we were over that. I thought we were past that. And we and we have these in our personal relationships, right? Mm-hmm. If you say something <clears throat> that hurts somebody's feelings, and you really come back, you know, I'm sorry, babe. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. I I, I didn't really mean it like that. You know, and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you go and buy, you know buy flowers or whatever. It's like, okay, that action showed that it was really on his mind. It's not just lip service. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm right. super I'm super simplifying it, but but when you hold that guilt in, it's not on the, it's really the person holding the guilt that has the negative response to it because to ask to be repaired is not like a outlandish thing, but no. as a country, it's a, why do you got to bring that up for? I thought we was over, you know, <laughs> <clears throat> kind of thing, yeah. so... Yeah, so I guess we can get into the second part of this uh, Marianne Williamson clip. 
And, and I also like you because you want to give $100 million in reparations. No more than that. To black people. More than that. 200 to 500 is the number that I sort of landed on. Ooh. I think that if you look at the historical arc mm-hmm. of race relations between uh, whites and blacks in America, I think, you know, I don't believe that the average American is racist. I don't. But I do think the average American is vastly undereducated or underinformed about the history of race in America. For every slave family of four, they were to be given 40 acres and a mule. Politics is usually a conversation that is so disconnected from emotion, so disconnected from heart, so disconnected from our deeper human reality that given that, no wonder it became so easy for that political system to separate us from our wisdom. Germany has given $89 billion in reparations to Jewish organizations since the Holocaust. And I believe that that $89 billion has gone far towards establishing reconciliation between Germany and the Jews of Germany and the rest of Europe. Reparations carries an emotional and psychological and even spiritual force. It does. And um, we may have talked about this back in the day. I know mm-hmm. several people who, who receive... Uh, still receive uh, reparations in Europe, and um, I think they're they feel like that's you know like there's been atonement. And I know the Germans, certainly the the Germans of this generation. Although it's reparations, I think if someone could, someone needs to let them off the hook eventually. Like you've atoned <laughs> because they they it's, it it hurts them i think that uh, that it still even though reparations are paid the atonement part i don't think was ever really there if that makes any sense yeah. and but cause guilt kills yeah it does it does it's very guilt. toxic very very toxic <laughs> it's very toxic and as she said reparation carries an emotional psychic and spiritual force mm-hmm. and i believe that and that's forgiveness you can't get to real forgiveness until you um get to the point where you know you you went that step to like materialize what your feelings is and that's really what atonement is um but as she said she doesn't think most people are racist in america they're undereducated and underinformed so this is why this podcast works because <laughs> we help to educate and inform yes uh, most people are underinformed and over socialized to be exact and uh, we figured out something that Malcolm X figured out a long time before we were around, even around. First, the white man and the black man have to be able to sit down at the same table. The white man has to feel free to speak his mind without hurting the feelings of that Negro. And the so-called Negro has to feel free to speak his mind without hurting the feelings of the white man. Then they can bring the issues that are under the rug out on top of the table and take an intelligent approach to get the problem solved. That's the only way that they'll ever do it. And we're doing the work, everybody. And as you've heard several times throughout the program so far, we cannot do this in any traditional manner. We can't do it with commercial money, with certainly not with advertisers. We can't even, this is not something that would ever exist. You heard it, the algos, uh, if it were YouTube only. So we've taken it all upon ourselves. We do the work, we do it ourselves, and we have fantastic producers. And when we talk about value for value, um, the value that we give you that you're feeling, which only, you know, in each individual who listens to the show can determine how valuable it is. Um, 
bringing that value back to us is monetary, of course, is is what we always need. But we look at the time, your talent, your treasure. So many people are propagating the formula about the show and, and turning people on to it. I see you all on Twitter um, and on No Agenda Social. And, I'm, you know, I know it's all over YouTube with stuff that, you know, Mo's reaching out. That's also really incredibly important. And when it comes to money, that value is up to you. And we value it just as much as, as any, any amount because we know that you're giving what you find the show to be worth. And uh, we'd like to thank our producers. And we start off with our executive producers and associate executive producers. These are real titles uh, in case you care about them. Uh, but they, they do matter to a lot of people. And you are producers, particularly when you see some of the notes that, go, that are associated with the uh, uh, with the donations today, and we start off with, is this Mav Sr.? Do we know Mav Sr., uh, Mo? I think this is the first time I think he showed up. If not, I apologize, but okay. five. this is the first. $500, which is an incredible gift, and uh, I mean, that's some true value coming our way. We appreciate it. Let me read this note. Uh, Mo and Adam, first off, thank you, Adam, for providing Mo with this platform to reach us all. Mo, thank you for allowing me to see the truth about our culture and history that's been kept under wraps by the malevolent malevolent, and self-serving for way too long. I am one of the many on the Ronimo path, <laughs> and it's no accident that our ranks are deep. While I can't speak for the rest, I began listening to Rogan years ago, enthralled by the topics, people, and discussions he covered, uh, and of which I was ignorant and not getting anywhere else. Thankfully, last March, when Adam was one of Joe's many great guests, I became curious about this value-for-value system he spoke of and intrigued by the community of producers he touted. I quickly fell into the fold and have been listening to No Agenda since. Hearing Adam reference Mo and the topic of the show piqued my interest, but it took the horrible death of George Floyd to start my journey down this rabbit hole. It only seemed appropriate to hear an ADOS man's side of the situation. I've since listened religiously to both shows, and both have added so much to my life, more than words can tell. I spent many hours contemplating what my definition of value was. I was beginning to formulate a number for no agenda, but hadn't quite made the leap and remain a douchebag to this day. Sorry, Adam. No problem. After listening to episode 50 and hearing you tie it all together so seamlessly, it hit me like a thunderbolt that this one episode, in and of itself, was worth more than I could afford. That said, I recently made some money trading around in Bitcoin. Go Bitcoin! Albeit without the help of John C. Dvorak's Zephyr Report. Hey, that's right. I do give you the numbers, though. As I sit here and look at my profits generated by pure speculation, gains realized in a capitalistic free market, I feel it is only fair to donate a significant amount of it to the shows. Man. And since handling money to two, since handing money to two successful, well-off, Middle-aged white men seems counterproductive. (laughs) Here's your Venmo, Mo. I'm sure Adam and John won't mind if I gave Mo facts their share as well. No, of course. And he says, consider my atonement for my part in this culture I was born into and that has shaped me and the world we live in. Just as I would pay the survivors of genocide if I moved to Germany. And while I'm not required to, I am volunteering some good old U.S. dollars to contribute to your cause, which I now believe in. Please find a $500 donation from me via the Cash App and thanks for all you do and have done. I don't really keep track of the levels of producers at either show, so I don't know what would make me, what that would make me. But regardless, I'm honored to be part. More importantly, I'm honored to know that you are out there as a fellow Americans whose family values are so well aligned with mine, despite our roots being on opposite continents. 
At the end of the day, we are all one human family. I truly believe that this show has the ability to fill that, fill that void between the sides in this conversation and bring us together to realize we need to understand the past to improve the present and leave a better future for our children. So thanks again to both of you. Keep up the great work. Wow. Nice. I got cotton well, mouth. I got cotton mouth from that. <laughs> Thank you. No, that's that's beautiful. And yeah, we got to work on levels. And, you know, I got Mo to finally, you know, kind of do the show once in a while. Now I got to work on the back office with him. We're going to get there. We're going to get <laughs> no, there. No, we got something. And we take, have something. We ha- under, yeah, we got under ad- the wraps. We got administrative yeah. stuff to take care of. That's uh-huh. it's going to go out of control. I know we got something under wraps that is so cool. It's going to go out of control, so I'm not going to let Mo do it until we get the admin straightened out. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's all right. I'm taking charge. And it's Tina's. Tina's up my butt about it. Said you guys, you guys got to figure out your admin. All right, she's so right. We're doing the work. We are. We're just doing the work full time. We're busy doing the work. $125 from Scott Pancake. Now, I looked for an email from... The, I did, too. I, I did I not see it. see it. So, Scott... Um, Please, 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 please email us again so we can uh, do that uh, on the next show if there's something that you yeah, want we'll to communicate. Have a make good at top of the we list do. like we always we do. do. Yeah. We appreciate yeah. it. Derek J. Fisher did not send the note, but did send us $100. Thank you. Uh, as did David Drake, who says, Professor Mo, 20 minutes in episode 51 when you talked about the FHA, I lost my mind. How are you not angry and pissed off knowing this? I am, and I'm cisgendered white male, the required ID these days, in his 50s, as is your cohort, Brother Adam. Last I wrote, I was doing the work reading Malcolm X, reading the Malcolm X biography. Now I'm reading Tuwak, what? Tupac? Tupac. Tupac. Yeah, Tupac. Yeah, that's what I thought. Again, doing the work my way. But what you teach me goes beyond anything I would ever learn on my own. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And a woosa, please. Yes, you betcha. <laughs> I love that. Love that. Thanks, David. Uh, Adam Choi, also a hundy for the show. Dear Mo and Adam, Rona Mo cult member here. I studied architecture in college. I have been really enjoying the past two episodes in regards to urbanization and urban development. In art school, we had studio class on housing where we learned about the modernist ideals of the future of housing in the 30s and 40s, which not only led to the failed projects of Pruitt. What is this? Pruitt-Ago. Pruitt-Ago and Cabrini-Green. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. We did talk about those projects. When they were doing the searches. They That's were doing right. the searches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but also Levittown, which became the prototype for the modern suburb. My professor told mm-hmm. me that often when large upscale apartment buildings or large upscale neighborhood projects are being developed, a few units in the projects are often allocated for low-income families as a charitable goodwill and to help in the city approval process. The issue is that it's band-aid solution to a systematic problem as addressed on episode 51 if you're given a home in an upscale suburban neighborhood but don't have the means to support the auxiliary costs lawn and pool upkeep etc you can go into debt just to keep up appearances not to mention that as mo and adam said everyone else is way richer than you and all the problems that follow with that kind of awkward awkward when your 20 year old beater car breaks down at the security gate and all the people in the new German cars give you the side eye as they drive around you. This leads to a phenomenon observed by my professor and others on the inside, in which there's a reluctance for low-income families to accept this charity and move into these units, despite it being a luxury unit and considered a move up, at least in the suburban neighborhood developments. 
wanted to share that inside baseball from the perspective of upscale housing development and a socioeconomic lens that aligns with what Mo was saying about integration and tokenism in episode 51. Sorry if all my notes are long. This show is so bleeping thought-provoking. If not discussed already, Mo, any updates and thoughts on the Kanye wash us in blood drama? Yeah, I finally found it. It's fuller symbolism, and I think we're gonna have to. I was waiting on the drop today, so okay. <laughs> to go back into Kanye. So we, we on, may have some. It's on deck. Yeah. It's on the list. It's on deck. Yes. And he finishes. And what's this, Adam? Trying to fight no mo integration on my last Pelosi Trump karma request. <laughs> Fine. I don't know what he's talking about. For the MoFax... Oh, 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 I get it. I oh we were it, talking yeah, about the yeah. jobs jingle. Okay, so for a MoFax yeah. exclusive jingle, can I get Mo yelling jobs six times and with a different emphasis each time? Thanks, I appreciate this show. Keep doing the work. He's basically asking you to dance, Mo. I can't do it. <laughs> but I will wish you all kind of jobs, karma for you and... Uh, can we give him a Mo, Mo Karma? Yeah, we're giving him a Mo Karma, you bet. <laughs> You've got Mo Karma. And we move onward to Jimmy James. $100. Jimmy James wanted to give you a crisp new money, honey, as he says. Amazing work as of late, and I honestly feel like you could run for office on that civil action platform alone. At least you would have gotten my vote. Regardless, thank you for all you do. Episode idea potentially or a curiosity of mine ever since you said it almost in passing. Something about Trump and Kanye using the serpent energy or something and the reason why they like Mm -hmm. each other. I have never heard of that, but realize that God, our great creator, made many things to include potentially a king for every kingdom. Five thrones, I think. Like the animal and the serpent kingdom. And is that where this power is drawn? It just sounds super interesting. And I love other perspectives on my spirituality slash supernatural things because I believe God just works in mysterious ways that I may never understand in my lifetime. I don't know if it's too spiritual of a conversation or not for the show. But again, I truly feel this is part of God's plan for you, Mo, and you are truly doing the work. So wherever your gut, intuition, Holy Spirit guides you, I'm along for this journey. It has changed my life in a significant way, and I'm along for the ride wherever it may go, Mo. Not to make my, I'll take the last things first. Not to make myself feel over-important, but as we were talking about before, the way these things fall into place, I'm working on shows and then, other things just pop up out of nowhere. It's like, wow. I mean, I, I just can't believe it. So I feel like I'm on a path. Now the serpent energy, the serpent is a very interesting animal in symbolism because it can symbolize bad things, but then also, and the Bible would say to be a wise serpent is and gentle as dove. So it has a double meaning to it. I think that serpent energy they're talking about is just that energy of, being like wise but forceful and strong so i'm that's why that's why i'm taking away from it you i call it the universe you can call it god i may call yeah. it god too actually that's fine i mean yeah, I, 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 yeah. it is is your choice what yeah. you want to call it <laughs> i don't know you know uh, this show and many of the people who have reached out to me over the years have given mm-hmm. me a lot to think about you know given me a lot to think about um, Uncle Richard, 
is our number one fan. We know that. He's really your number one fan, Mo. We know what's going on, he, Uncle Richard. He's the, show, he's the show's only fan. Everybody else is producers. <laughs> that's he's right. the he's, only fan. He, that's right. Uncle Richard is allowed to be our fan. and But he yes. will be an executive producer as well, whether he likes it or not. You can't get rid of that title, Uncle Richard. That's just nope. it's a fact. Sorry. You're stuck with it. He's stuck and on- there will be no... And there would be no more facts if it wasn't for Uncle Richard because he constantly told me, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. So <laughs> that's great. I can't wait to meet love him. The, love him to life. Love him to life. Can't wait. Can't wait to meet him. Donald Norton checks in with 7252. This is a great number. I have no idea why. Uh, no, I no. I wish it was a note. I wish it was a note displaying that number. I wonder if, if he's yeah. from Australia, maybe, and he sent us uh, $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> I kid because we love you. Donald, send us a note if there's anything we need to follow up on. Alexander Salzberger with a wink with the 69.69. We know that he he needs some getting laid, Woosa. Woosa. I understand this code. And then we have Maxine Waters Gravel, uh, famous from the No Agenda show. A donation Mm -hmm. in memory of my cousin Mikey, 68. Dollars and sixty-eight cents. Sixty-eight cents, and uh, we're sorry if, if we lost uh, cousin Mikey, Maxine Waters Gravel. We appreciate the uh, the memoriam here on the show, and our condolences. Yeah, of course, Adrian Zaba, fifty-five dollars forty-six. Thanks, Mo Fax. Remember, we're the number one percent. We are the one percent of the world. Who, who is the one percent of the world? I'm not sure. But thank you. I want to be in the club. <laughs> maybe, in. maybe the, maybe the one that are, are brave enough to speak up. I think that's the way I bring, take it you, too. Yeah, you were bringing that point up that people are just afraid to say anything. I get it, but it's not going to get any better until you like speak up and say something. <laughs> straight up, straight up. <laughs> uh, another fan favorite, DH Slam of the God with $52. Thank you, DH Slam of the God. John Taylor, $52. These are uh, episode producers, of course. You get a special credit for donating the amount of the episode. So uh, DH Slam of the God and John Taylor uh, have succeeded in doing that. Kevin Landry, $50, Associate Executive Producership for you, Kevin. And Kevin writes, thank you so much for all the time and effort you put into your shows. Spoon feeding us such a significant amount of knowledge with every passing minute. Mo, you are truly a rare man, and I'm glad to have met you through this podcast. Adam, what can I say about what you bring to the show besides, well, thanks for introducing us to Mo. (laughs) Nah, nah. (laughs) He says, Uh ha ha. It's okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, Looking forward to the next 50 shows. Oh, and Mo... How's the new dog going? Yes, 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 Almost yes. Morocco is getting Morocco, big. Morocco, yeah. And, oh, yeah. my God. Has he has he had any dates yet? Not yet. He's not old enough yet. He, we, he's yep. about to go off to obedience school soon. Mm. Oh, he's going to have the talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, so he's a well-trained dog. Yeah. It, it, I can't act. Man, beautiful. He's a beautiful animal. Now, do they teach me in obedience school how to how to have a date? Or how to behave during no, a date? No, 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 we don't, we no. Don't, we don't actually do dates. It's a, it's a, a medical process now. Oh, that's, a, what, what, that's so unfair. Hey, man, it ain't, it ain't on my side. I mean, I, you know, it can go wrong. <laughs> Wait, so, it can go wrong real fast. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow, this, that kind of sucks. Okay, so, so you have like the, the special Rocco's friend comes over. 
And uh, yeah, and well, and, take him to the vet. Uh, <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm learning so much. Thank you very much, Kevin. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Chris Meyer, fifty dollars. Thank you both for all your work in the outstanding product. Go podcasting. Please see email from okay for jingle ISO offering. Uh, did we get one? Did we get? Uh, yeah, I saw the jingles. Oh. I didn't have a chance to work them into the into the sh- this show, but we will. Okay. Uh, yes, I yeah. I didn't see that either, so we'll get it for okay. you. Uh, thank you very much. Oh, and he wants uh, requested D Deadbeat and a Mo Karma. Well, of course. Congratulations! You're no longer a Deadbeat. <laughs> You've got Mo Karma. Oh, and a go. There we go. I uh, I met. Uh, Dame Jennifer, Jame Jennifer, mm-hmm. you just heard that. Oh, oh, really? In Vegas, really? yeah, at the, at the No Agenda Vegas meetup, the super spreader event. Well, you can't tell me, though. What do you mean? Because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> it was great seeing her. It really was. She's she's exactly what you expect her to be, only, only much better looking than her picture. I, I will say this, and it's a weird, I know she's a southern lady. She reminds me of one of my aunts. Just really? by, and I don't know. I don't know her. I mean, but just her. It, she, she. It's a, something about Southern women. Uh, oh, that they have this Midwestern and Southern women. Southern women. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, she's all that. Definitely. And she's a big, nice. big help on the show. Uh, yes, she is. Our next associate executive producer, Joseph Steelman, $50. Adam captured me on Rogan with the Malcolm X quote. Went to see what Mo Fax was all about, and I'm damn glad I did. Your respect for each other's viewpoint is commendable. I'll keep doing the work on my end, and hopefully together we can make our world 1% better for all of us. Peace and love to you and Adam both. A hillbilly from the Ozarks. Thank you, Joseph. Shane Denherder, uh, $50, no note. Timothy Pasquiello, thanks for doing the work, and $50. Greg Oleksiak. 3333 magic numbers there great work he says brian massey we know brian massey 33 dollars 33 cents mo and adam thank you so much for doing the work and let us letting us all listen in what a public service can i get a biscuit for my 33rd birthday which was this past past tuesday uh on 10 30 oh so it's coming up yeah and he, okay and he wants a woosa yeah of course we got that they always give me a biscuit on my birthday Oh, here we go. There you go. Jean or Jean, probably Jean Morency, $30. Joe Mo just finished the Hotep show. You did a great job. Kid, you held it down, my G. There's there's where part, I can read this. Uh, Kid, you held it down, my G. There's parts where you clearly see he noticed your point but still had to go left, which made it even more better. And Adam, you part of the fam now. I give you your first hood name, Crunk City. Because <laughs> when you're on no agenda, you be too live, lol. I can't wait to hear Adam read this read this bike. <laughs> Very well. I, mean, I, I try not to do too much accent and stuff there. Yeah, I can I, I read it. Yeah. I can read yeah. it. Crunk City, is that me? I like it. Is that my hood name, Crunk City? I don't. I don't know. I mean, crunk- I'm gonna say this first rule about nicknames. Yeah, you can't be given the nickname. Yeah. You, have to you got to earn, earn a nickname. nickname. Earn a nickname. Yes. Well, he says because when you on no agenda, you be too live. Yeah. Did I earn it with that? Whatever I did there. I don't know. 
that's, that's for that's uh, for uh, JM. I think uh, on social media, yeah, he's all man. He's always interactive on social on the social media. With Excellent. Me. Excellent. So, yeah. All right, man. Thanks. <laughs> Spivey, $30, no, no, thank you very much. Daniel Fletcher. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I always have to acknowledge this. Spivey gave me my first donation. I always have to say that. That's right, that's right. Because if it wasn't for that, I would might have got discouraged and got sidetracked. So, Spivey, you always, that's like that first dollar that you make, like on a business. You always got to keep it up there. Daniel Fletcher, $25, says, no need to announce anything. Thank you for the class. And actually, uh, I guess Spivey came in with two donations because I see him here with 25. So we got to make sure we put him up in the associate executive. Her. her, I'm sorry, in the associate Mm -hmm. executive producer uh, bracket for 55 total. Uh, And very nice to see you, Spivey. Raymond Lerma, $20. Thanks for the amazing show, guys. I had been feeling like things weren't right. And I was being brainwashed. The show has proven. (laughs) Yes, you're right. (laughs) You're right. The show has proven to me that there is an agenda with most of the information we are fed. Thank you, Mo Fax and Adam. Oh, my goodness. Now we have. uh, Oh, Adam Choi comes in again with uh, with $20. Um, Since we already read one of his notes, I'm going to I'm going to skip over this. Wait, this is weird. No, this is this doubled up, Mo, because I see. No. Because I also see it was two. It was two separate ones. It was two. Right, separate but I was, but JM fifty two comes back in again. They did. That's the way they did it. Holy, hey. holy moly! You guys are confusing me. And I don't know if you want to combine them because I don't want to lose number significance. So it's kind of a weird. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna have to work on that. Yeah, but regardless, it, it, we have to get move the show along. So I can't really read all these really really long notes. I like it. When they're somewhat long, but you know, how long has this segment been going on? <laughs> I, I, we we just got to find some balance. That's all. Really appreciate yes. it. Really appreciate it. But remember, you got to find some balance. The more people donate, uh, so the more that can be organic, the better. Um, so uh, let me go to JM fifty two. Uh, oh yeah, I made a friendly bet that Mo wasn't going to show his face, and I won. LOL. But I almost forgot. It's been a while since my last donation. Said, so can you please unde- undead beat me, please? But do know I'm always doing the work. I bait my white friends by mentioning Adam Crunk City Curry, LOL. By the way, Mo, <laughs> this is JM52. Yeah, we got you. We got yeah. you, man. We got you. Congratulations. <laughs> You're no longer a deadbeat. <laughs> uh, Robert Case, $20. The more I listen to you and Mo, the more I find we've similar thoughts on many topics thank you to you adam to responding to most email not too long ago and assisting on bringing mo's words into the many other ears not my first donation but i can be taken from the deadbeat list and get some karma also shout out to sir hey moose thank you congratulations you're no longer a deadbeat <laughs> you've got mo karma then we have Lynette Poppy, $20, Susan, $20, Curtis Thomas, $19.87, Professors Adam and Mo. Just finished listening to all the episodes in reverse order. You guys have come a long way. Here's to many more minds expanded. Quick feedback. I came by the show through Rogan's show. Then after this show, started listening to No Agenda, which is amazing. <laughs> Thomas Clan from Missouri. Thank you very much. Um. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll continue. Um, 
Ashley Smith, $19.84. Nice numbers here today. Thank you, Mo and Adam, for helping us do the work. I live in a small town about 40 minutes north of Kansas City, Missouri. Every week, I take my four-year-old to physical therapy for cerebral palsy in downtown Kansas City. Yesterday, we had to take a detour due to construction. As I turned the corner in front of KCPD headquarters, there were about 20 or so tents camped out and BLM signs leaning against a statue. But it was a strange sight to see all these tents and signs. Maybe only two people are walking around who are protesting. I couldn't help wonder if any of these people were even from our area. As far as I know, they're attempting to make calls for defunding the police in Kansas City, but the reception seems minimal. I mean, come on, man. We're in Missouri. Just thought that was interesting. Thank you for all you do. Ashley, the millennial mom. Yeah, I think it's the same here in Austin. Actually, Ashley, same, same, same stuff. Uh, Cohen Prowl. $19.31. Love you, Mo. And can I get a Wusa? Betcha. Wusa. And we're rounding out the list here. Brandon M. Ellsbury, $15. Dear Mo and Adam, I've been listening since about episode 12. Y'all don't know much about your pro- Y'all don't know how much your product is benefiting me. I've started going to college for air traffic control in Jacksonville, Florida, but live in northern Orlando. It's a long two-hour drive home every Wednesday from class in the middle of the night. I truly mean this. Your product has saved me. It literally keeps me awake, keeps me thinking, keeps my brain sharp. It forces me to strain to listen. It keeps me from nodding off on I-95. It's probably very dangerous. I probably should just sleep in my car, then drive home in the morning, but that costs too much. And to top it off, I learn about topics I would never learn otherwise, which is arguably more important than my safety. Regardless, you two are amazing. You make an amazing product. Please continue to make an amazing product. There are people who who both learn and survive on your product. It's an awesome experience, and I wouldn't want it any other way. Which is a lie. I wish I didn't have to drive so late at night. Might end up in the spring semester. I don't know yet. Say awesome. Also, show topic, Jackie Robinson, the Negro League. Maybe there's a rabbit hole there. Much love, Brandon in DeLand, Florida. Um, Can we give him a travel karma, please? <laughs> definitely needs a travel karma, for sure. You've got And Mo karma. May I say, much respect to you, Brandon. As an airman myself, I appreciate uh, the work of ATC. I appreciate how you guide us, but how you also let us make decisions when it's crappy and will trust us. And you sound like exactly the kind of person we need in the tower or at the radar screen, um, because that's exactly what it takes. Incredible stamina and focus and understanding. So you're going to be great. Tell your instructor, Adam Curry said so. Crunk City. Uh, eleven dollars. It's sticking. sticking now. Eleven eleven with no note from anonymous. Keep anonymous. We will. Jason Kemp, a ten dollars sole proprietor. Ten dollars. Hotep's being rude as shit to you. I was going to donate to him, but I'm not happy with the way he's speaking to you. Well, uh, I personally disagree, sole proprietor. But it's it's your prerogative. And uh, value is value, and you put the value where you want it. We appreciate it. Francis, and when you come to the table, you got to put a fence to the side. Just remember that's that. That's right. Francisco Ventura, $10. Daniel Porter, 10 says, blowing minds on the, on the, on the Mondaily. Uh, <laughs> and another $5 from Soul Proprietor for show or sport. Anonymous, $5. Ken Thoreau. $4.44. Thank you for your courage, he says. four eleven from Terry Keller. It's always there. No note, but we appreciate it. I know he knows we appreciate reading it. And Robert O'Donnell rounds out the the list with $2.50 saying, keep up 
the good work, guys. And that is our list of enthusiastic supporters and long note writers. Uh, it is all our show, so I ask you as producers, try and keep it short or as relevant as possible. But man, I love reading these. We love hearing your stories. And we love how uh, we love how you're doing the work, everybody. Keep it up. Yes. <laughs> if you want to support the show, please go to uh, mofax.com. If you want to go straight to our donation page, mofundme.com, M-O-E-F-U-N-D-M-E.com. And thank you very much for your value for value in time, talent, and treasure. Now, we get to the juicy part of the show. As if, as if, pre, pre, as if it wasn't enough so far, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Now the juicy pre, part starts. Pre-donation, we talked about the two fronts of the war. It was the generational, the generational war because you have the new school of thought coming in, challenging the old school of thought um, and the political apparatus that's that's there. And then we also talked about the intra-racial uh, war that's going on mm-hmm. uh, for the minds and hearts of black people. Now we get to the gender war. Mm-hmm. And with that said, we got to go back to the queens of Queen of Cocktails. <laughs> Why not? Uh, with the cue. Yeah, and, and this is Claudia uh, Jordan. I care about what's in this contract with Black America for women. And, and it's not, we're not mentioned at all in the contract with Black America. And I you are mentioned. I mean, when you when you mention black people, you mention in black women. So oh, don't count yourself no, out. No, that's not true. Like, just like administration say that when they black mention people black, is not black women, not black, black women are not included in black people. No, that's like when the president says minorities then he's including black people. But we all know that that's not the case. Black women have specific needs that are not also being met. And we also feel that there should be some things that are specific to us in our plight as well. Wow. That question has been answered. Does black people include black women? And you heard some on the panel say no. Yeah. And this lends to the thinking that Black men are the white people of black people. As you have stated they, before. They see themselves as a separate minority. Um, and they don't feel like if you say black people, and this is new. I mean, this is not news to me, but I think this was new to Ice Cube because he was shocked. Like, <laughs> uh, I think I said black people. Let me check. I contract with black America. Yeah, check. Uh, I didn't... <laughs> But this is how they see themselves. And this is a very, we're going to stash this clip back. Yeah. Because this goes to speak about what we've been saying the whole time. Uh, now, I'll say this, Miss Claudia Jordan, I had to go and pull up her file. Mm-hmm. And it says, uh, Jordan appeared on the second season of Celebrity Apprentice. In one series, celebrities raised money for a charitable um, charity of choice. Jordan selected the NA. P-S-A-C, which is not a black charity. I mean, just that, just know that. Yeah. Um, she was later asked to return to compete on the all-star version of Celebrity Apprentice. And then she was hired as the apprentice host, uh, by apprentice host Donald Trump to the co-host, the, uh, Miss Universe 2009. Oh, right. So she's, she's trumped up. Oh, she's she acts so offended for Ice Cube to go talk to Donald Trump, and then Ice Cube even offered her. He said, "Do you want to write something for the uh, for the, you know, for come the on um, come on in, come on in, contract?" She's yeah. like, she's like, "No, uh, uh-uh. uh." <laughs> 
and this, I, I, I've been saying this. I caught a lot of flack behind it. Not too much, but some. When I said this is all this whole election is, is an ego play for, and I have to be clear when I say this, for the women of Black Ink. Yeah. And we mentioned this on uh, show 38 with their um, Black women, um, Biden, you need uh, women, Black women voters. Vice President Biden, you need us. Oh, yeah. You owe us. Black women are miracle workers. We have been saving the Democratic Party since 1965. 2020 is no different. Your only path to victory is through black women. The voters who need to turn out, we know how to mobilize them. Our votes must not be taken for granted. The following commitments will begin to show black voters that you are serious about us. America needs a a black black woman woman vice president. Candidates like Amy Klobuchar will not energize us. America needs a a black black woman Supreme Supreme Court Court justice. justice. Remember Anita Hill? We do. America needs more in a comprehensive black agenda. The rules are rigged against our communities. You know, it's been uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we played that clip, um, mm-hmm. but I realize it's it's almost like one of those um, advertisements for people who have are experiencing schizophrenia. Oh yeah, and they're yeah. hearing voices when they go, "America needs black woman, black woman president, president, president." Like five voices at the same time. That's very very trippy. Even the music, yeah, y- yeah. But I didn't hear any mention of black men. No. And that goes to show you the audacity of these people. Yeah. They think black men are so unsophisticated that. Stuck on stupid. Stuck on stupid that as long as you get black women, we'll, we'll, we'll drag them. We'll drag them to the polls or shame them to the polls or do whatever we got to do. Uh, to get them to the polls because if you're only talking about black women voting then yeah they voted a high rate but if you don't have black men going with you that not gonna be your, enough yeah not gonna yeah, be that, enough. yeah that, that totally destabilize your your voting block which they don't they didn't think we figured out <laughs> no, they but, thought you just we did. follow along as usual do well as we usual. well well, we have been but it's it's a Kanye says a new day America mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> So um, now they have to pull all, all these kind of tricks uh, to get the you know the black ink women to to go to the poll, and one of them is stroll to the poll. Yeah, Aisha, for those who are not familiar with black Greek organizations, when you join, whether it's in college or sometime after, it's a lifetime commitment and the work and service don't stop after graduation. That's why one woman came up with an idea to get people moving, to get people politically active and to bring people together. I accept your nomination for Vice President of the United States of America. It started with a moment. The selection of California Senator Kamala Harris as a Democratic vice presidential nominee. Harris spoke of her biological family, but also of her chosen family, her sisters of Alpha Kappa Alpha or AKA and other historically black Greek organizations known as the Divine Nine. Mm -hmm. Family is my beloved Alpha Kappa Alpha our Divine Nine, and my HBCU brothers and sisters. 
Myesha Land, another member of AKA, wanted to build on that historic moment with the tradition of strolling. So what is that exactly? Members of a Divine Nine organization form a line and move forward using the same dance or motions, hence stroll to the poles. It was only supposed to be four of us, right? Four or five of us. It grew into t- over 20 women because people were just so excited to participate. Land owns the Gems of Georgia Dance Studio in southwest Atlanta and united her own sorority sisters along with members of Delta Sigma Theta, Zeta Phi Beta, and Sigma Gamma Rho in what has become a viral series of images and videos online. People across the country, including celebrities, have shared it. It was even mentioned on The View, a reaction Land didn't expect. My new sound effect to do them live. <laughs> Boule for Biden. Boule for Biden. Hold on, let's try that one. Boule for Biden. Boule for Joe Biden. That's good. And they have no shame. Zero. Zero. Because they were actually on stage at his campaign rallies dancing. That's great. And you and you use this term, unbeknownst that I was going to have these clips of, like, when you say dance. Yeah. That's like telling a singer to sing or yeah. a comedian to tell a joke. Yeah. It's like dancing on command is it's like, rude. Uh, it's very rude. Now this but it, were that, they doing the shuffle? They were doing the stroll. They were doing, they were doing I mean, the stroll. The stroll. On stage. Not the, not the slide, the stroll. They were doing I mean, it's that fraternity dance the, the, you know that they yes. do, but yes, it I've was, seen it. It was so cringeworthy. I was like, no. Pathetic. Imagine Diamond and Silk and, you know, a couple of other Trump supporters, black women dancing on stage for Donald Trump. How that would go over. And this is what made these people completely disingenuous. Like, now you know if that was on the other side. Yeah. How it would be, you know, uh, portrayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, for Biden, oh, we got to get him to the polls. We got to stroll. Stroll, girl, stroll. Crazy. <laughs> it's, it's sick is what it I mean it's sick it's it's a it's a syndrome it's a syndrome it's a syndrome yeah it is and i'm glad you said that word syndrome mm-hmm. it's woke after you <laughs> that's exactly what it is because <laughs> wait what did you call they it woke after you woke after you like sleep like it's like sleep after you uh, woke after <laughs> same thing mm-hmm. because they sink so far into wokeism they even lose what they know are no big nose, like dancing on stage. No, that you just don't do that. Or the way they talk to their own kind, like um, uh, Roland Martin was doing. Oh, you're right. stupid. You're ignorant. You're ignorant. Like, <laughs> at least call me ignorant. I mean, at least have that have that much there's, respect there's for me. There's something very ironic about a black man calling another black man ignorant. <laughs> it's right. It's, it's the epitome of ignorance. Stuck on stu- stupid, stupid sob. Yeah, like you calling my mama a b. Yeah. Like I mean, Roland, we gonna have to take this outside. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. <laughs> but they get so deep in the in the woke in the wokeness. Yeah, they lose it. And the quote unquote blackness. That's really what it is. I mean, they're black addicts. Is what they are. I mean, they just they get high off of oh this this brand of black because we already said it. Right. We're not black. <laughs> First of all, right. Just so you we, know. we have an actual, there's no country that black goes back to. Yes. There, I mean, it, 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 we have a lineage. And as long as they stick with this, you know, it's this Color. brand that, yeah, that was hijacked. 
by you know Mad- Kamala uh, Harris. Ma- well, Madison Avenue. Yeah. Right after when, and, and then, let me be clear: when Black was created, Black was to escape away from Negro, right? Which was cl- too close to the trigger word. So it was like, okay, we'll go to Black, and it was something that Black people kind of owned, and like, okay, we'll like Ados now. It was like a new term. Okay, we'll we yeah. won't be what you call us. We'll become black. Yeah, you you and Hotep and, and, spoke about this. It was very good. It was enlightening. Yeah, and so what happens is that uh, the advertisers and the powers that be say, "Hey, you know what? Let's create black exploitation films and shape what black is for them." Mm-hmm. And that's where you're. It got hijacked. It was Afros and Dashikis and that kind of thing. Yeah. Then it became perms and mm-hmm. and in these uh, loud suits. And, and and if I may make the observation yeah. that Black Lives Matter was mainly supported by big brands that are big advertisers. That they're trying to rebrand Black again. It's like yep. we got to get in. And to be honest, they're going to try this with Ados. They're going to try to rebrand it. And you've seen that what they're doing is they're rebranding it now. They're bots. Yep. They're uh, anti-immigrant. They're uh, they're hateful. They're divisive among black people. <laughs> you know, they this is what they do. They take a term and they just brand it. And they did the same thing with black. I mean, and that's why now is the the black ink is what is black. And they and they determine what is black. And they are what going is not they're black. going to regret they're going to regret standing on. I think they're already pulling back on Black Lives Matter, as you said. They're I was gonna, burned. Yeah, they're <laughs> going to regret it. They're going to regret it. People might want to remind them. Yeah. So I think we left off at uh, Stroll, and so even in this clip, I don't know if it was this one or the next one. They mentioned that it even made it up to the view, right? Um, the strolling. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we know, we know. Okay, go no, no, you perfect, perfect. I mean, to put it into context, right, I'm a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha. Today is our Founders Day. That's why I'm wearing a sweatshirt that says 1908. I thought that was um, the day you were born for a second. Yeah, no, 1908 <laughs> is when we were founded. Uh, today is our Founders Day. We were founded 111 years ago. We're the first black so sorority that was switch? founded. Scary! That was not a great one because my voice is. And, and what was shocking to me was if you are the reporter following Kamala Harris, then at Howard University, where our sorority was founded, you should know that she's a member. You should know that that, our, that is our sorority call. She that we that, were right? pink and green. She did know that. Well, she must not have. It sound, I thought right? you said she just didn't know the screech. Um, I, I don't know. She said oh, members screech. of her yeah. sorority. I mean, you would think <laughs> kiwi. kiwi is our call. I could see where you might not know that little detail. I mean, not every reporter knows every single thing. But the no? entire room is doing it. I, I remember just to try to, I mean, this is something that I think you should know. Michelle Obama is an AKA. I mean, this is not oh, rocket science. And the interesting thing is, and the reason there is an AKA is because black women weren't allowed to join white sororities in 1908. Uh, <laughs> my goodness. So what she's saying is, how dare you not know who we are? Oh, yeah. There was a lot we're, of that. We're the, oh, we're yeah. the AK. And they, this was a liberal reporter they tried to cancel mm-hmm. behind this. Is mm-hmm. the, how dare you not know you're, you're, you're following Kamala. You don't know every intricacy of, of, of black fraternity and sorority life. How dare you? Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the, the, totally. the notion they came, totally. they came with. And now you see why the strolling <laughs> made it up to the view because Sonny is is bought i mean bought in 
And as we're going to find out, a lot of the media is. The Center for American Progress said black women are one of the most active voting blocs in the United States. And recently, black women were credited with saving Joe Biden's presidential hopes, carrying him to a momentous win in the South Carolina primary. Land says the success of the stroll to the polls campaign shows unity among Greek sororities and the excitement of getting involved in the political process, especially among black women. We can get the job done, and it shows that black women are always engaged. That culminates into something fantastic for our country, for our family, for our community. And Maisha tells me the murals selected to be featured from across Atlanta are also the works of black women. So a lot of shouting out going on there. And full disclosure, I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta and Aisha. A member of Alpha Kappa Alpha. And I think it's so important that you mentioned, J-Bell, that this does not have anything to do with a sorority supporting a particular uh, Democrat or Republican. <laughs> this goes to show what this election means as far as representation. To have someone this high on the ticket that is a member of an organization that you identify with mm. we will a, a, translation we will sell our souls that's right <laughs> to be Look able to say our sister our sorority sister made it into the white house mm-hmm. because i mean they're gonna pull the plug on joe let's be clear let, let's be completely transparent the way they're looking at this the black ink women we get joe in there and we're gonna pull the chair off in on him as soon as we get you know, get him established. Well, that's in, in, in that's the White what House. That, that's what Nancy Pelosi was doing with the Twenty Fifth Amendment Commission. It's not for Trump. Oh yeah, they, it's, it's for they Joe. Were setting it up. Yeah, it's for Joe. Yeah. yeah, it's for Joe. That's exactly. Isn't what that it sad? Is, like but... it's like Joe is you know he's walking around and he's seeing his gallows being built. <laughs> the gallows are being built right in plain view. The Twenty Fifth Amendment. I'll say this. I'll say this to Joe Biden if he's listening. Welcome to the black man's world, Joe. <laughs> Welcome to the black man's world. Because <laughs> they're, they're using you exactly how they've been using us politically all of these years as a just a mechanism or a tool to get to. Uh, and, not, and like I'm being clear here, not speaking about all black women, because I'm going to be honest with you. Black women are fierce uh, and fearless on uh, on social media right now. They're pushing back just as hard as black men. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's that protective nature because they're finally got hipped to what's going on here. Well, and you saw and you and saw some of this during the Black Lives Matter Inc. marches and protests. You saw a lot of black women standing up and saying, excuse me, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. But these, the, the Boulay women, they all four. It's like, if we can just get, oh, if we can just, just get, get one, one in. in the White House. Just get one in. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know what? Barack Obama making it to the White House. They've always felt like this. So Barack Obama making it to the White House before them was a huge smack in the face. Mm. Like we've been carrying the water for a long time and you put a black man in before you put a black woman in. And he oh, was no. And it wasn't even ADOS. Not even ADOS. But it doesn't matter because she's not ADOS either. But I mean, so right. True. It's just, True. It's just we just need somebody that looks like us. Uh, and that's, that's important because I think this has a lot to do with uh, image problem. Uh, so we're moving on from there. Uh, and I just want to bring up one more point. If you notice, that whole news panel at Live 11 is Boulay. No kidding. It's like, yeah, I'm from this sorority. Oh, I'm from this sorority. I'm so Delta they Kappa keep... Kappa. I'm Kappa Kappa. I, I was like, right. what? 
So if you're a black woman and not in the in crowd, you have a very small chance of making it in this media world. And it's exactly what they complain about. It's not interesting. <laughs> it's the hip. If you it's don't hypocrisy. You don't, you're not making it very far. Uh, and I, I'm same way for me. I never pledged, even though, I mean, I had opportunities to, I mean, just that, that wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, but there is some limitations to how far you can make it within that, uh, the, the infrastructure, mm-hmm. <laughs> they like to yes. call it. Yeah. Uh, so we, we're going to go back to a throwback clip from show 18. And this is from the one and only Steve Coakley, the boule master. And all the Greeks, the Alpha, the Kappa, the Omega, and the and the and the Sigma. Show you right. The AKA, the Zeta, the Sigma, Gamma, Rho, and the Delta. They will all be informed publicly. Please do not have a public manifestation of the Greek thing. Don't have a big dinner. Don't have a big reception. Don't put it in the paper that you're coming. Because I suggest to you that we're going to start to visit you at your things. That's right. And ask you to prove your Greek thing on the spot. So we make a suggestion that we're in the process of penetrating a group of circles. And that these circles are webs which are numerous organizations just beyond the boule. Yeah, that was a fun episode. Episode yeah. 18. And he was basically, they, they at, one, at one point we had to go into hiding because people was getting hip to it, but now they're back out and just letting it be known that, you know, what they're all about. Mm-hmm. So it's clear. I mean, clear as day what's going on here, but they're going to regret the day of coming out of the shadows because pe- people have a clear understanding of, and like I said, this is for like government workers and things of that nature. Just cause you're part of the group. Don't mean you're part of the group. Let's be, let's, you know, just be honest about that. It is really the inter sanctum, you know, uh, <laughs> the, you know, of, of bouleism <laughs> that, that has the power, but they, and they use, like you always got to have a bag man, right? You always have have a front man, yep. a front woman that. Oh yeah, they go to the homeless shelter and they feed the homeless. Right, and they do right. All they these do good the good things. things. Yeah, right. But it's this real power structure on the inside that's making the calls and 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 basically dividing black people. So, and in that division, there's levels. Just like the black man's at the bottom. <laughs> Uh, the next layer of that is the promiscuous or uneducated or unwashed uh, black woman, which they like to use. And I want to make this one point before we play this next clip. Now, reality TV is a huge part of black culture. To to, it, I'm troubled by it, but they had this reality show come out about sorority life. And on there, some of the women was carrying themselves like some of the women on the other reality shows that are considered low class, like the love and hip hops or the, yeah. you know, where Cardi B came from mm-hmm. and that, you know, that, that, oh, you know, they're beneath us. They shut that show down real quick uh-huh. because they were like, no, you're not going to misrepresent us. But they didn't use the same energy to shut down the shows that gave us Cardi B and a lot of these other was this soror- troubling. Was this person- sorority sisters? Was that the name of the yes. show? Okay. Yes. 
got shut down real quick (laughs) because some of the behavior that was carried on there that they didn't deem uh, acceptable, but it's acceptable for women when you want to use them like they use these women in this next uh, campaign ad, get your booty to the pole. Get your booty to the pole, 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 yeah. Do we get your attention? Good. So, you're really not gonna vote? You know it's more than just the president on the ballot, right? Check it. A district attorney decides who to prosecute, including whether or not to go after dirty cops. Do you know who elects the DA? We do, but you don't want to vote. Can't make it rain if you locked up on some bullshit. Want trades and coding taught in our schools? Then vote for the school boards that will prepare us for the job market. Want to end cash bail? Well, then vote for the sheriffs and county officials that feel the same way you do. But you talking about, oh, they going to pick who they going to pitch, y'all. Ferguson just elected their first black mayor. You know how that happened? It's clear black lives don't matter to some of our current elected officials. If they matter to you, then don't let other people decide who's going to run your community. Get your booty to the pole. Get your booty to the pole. Get your booty to the pole. Get, get, get your vote, vote, yeah. vote, 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 stretch. For information on how and where to vote, as well as resources to find out who's running where you live, go to getyourbootytothepole.com. This um, this aired once. I saw this. I saw one of these. I've uh, put it in the show notes, of course. I have seen uh-huh. one of these ads, and these are pole dancers. Uh, that's the whole setting. Yes. And it was targeted at black men. Like, oh, we can't get them on the, <laughs> on the, you know, the typical things. I, I, I looked at let's, Tina let's and I said. women at them. Yeah, and I looked at <laughs> Tina. She looked at me, and, you know, because she, she's learning just as much as I am listening to MoFax. Uh-huh. And. She looks at me, she says, holy crap. I said, yep, that's what they think of black men. And you, that's what they think of unsophisticated black women. Oh, we can ditto. now. Yeah. At the, so these are the same women. All oh, women are victimized and, you know, objectified. And, <laughs> and there they are hanging sex. on the pole. Right. But, oh, come on, girls. We need to get these black men to vote. You know, shake it up. <laughs> Unbelievable. Dance. Dance. Like you said, dance. Yeah. This is what they told them. It's amazing that you said that because well, that's exactly what they tell them. Okay, so dance. I, I didn't, to be fair, inside baseball mm-hmm. of, of the white kind, mm-hmm. the full term, which I censored myself on for good reason. Is I, I know exactly what you we, Dance, <laughs> monkey boy, dance. That's, yes. that's the full quote. I know I didn't do that out of respect. But with the grinder, with like, the grinder, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's yeah. what it is. That's what it is. Dance monkey and, boy, and that go to show you they're not just talking about men. Anybody they feel like they're underneath them. This thing is has levels to it, and they like okay. The only thing you provide is your looks. Has your mom has has Mama Fax seen that that one of those ads, one of those PSAs? I didn't want to do it to her. No, okay, good. I could I couldn't. <laughs> I mean that that was a good Christian woman. <laughs> that would be that would, but it's on television. It's on broadcast television mode. Is it? Yes. Is it? Yes. I've seen this wow. on television. When you said that went past me when you say you saw it, I was thinking about like on your like no, social media. No, we were watching the, we were watching the TV and we look at each other like what did that what just Now, I don't know if it was 
inserted by the local cable company. That's very mm-hmm. possible. So it was an ad that ran at least locally in Austin. Right. So I'm and, sure it's, it was targeted at certain strip club well, friendly as, markets. As, like as Atlanta, you know, Texas. As, as you know, Mo, uh, we live in Southeast Austin, Opportunity Zone 33. There's a reason yeah. why it showed up on my cable. Trust me. Yeah, but th- but this I'm brothers and sisters. <laughs> this is what they think of us. Yeah. Put them women on the pole, shake it up, and like, oh, you can't make it rain, shouty. If you're locked up, it's like what? What? That is That's, so low. Yeah, and it was met with uh, pushback, uh, and by black women. Yeah, uh, they were like, "What? This is what you think of us?" But it doesn't stop at that level. They've used Cardi B as well. There are way more intellectual black Democrats you could have sat down with that you cho- you chose an illiterate rapper because that's what she is. She's illiterate. Yeah, that's Candace Owens throwing some major shade at Cardi B following the rapper's chat with presidential candidate Joe Biden. And Cardi, she's not having it. Oh, snappity snap snap. It all started on Sunday when Candace tweeted this clip of herself on the Ben Shapiro show, accusing both the former vice president and Bernie Sanders of pandering to black people by conducting interviews with Cardi. It is demeaning. It is pandering. It is ridiculous. Okay. And she asked pointedly ridiculous questions. I want lower taxes, but I want universal health care for all. She had no idea what she was doing. And yet both Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden made the time to sit with her because they believe black people are stupid and black people that thought, yay, that's a win. No, it's not a win. Yeah, she didn't sugarcoat it. It is one of the biggest insults. And Cardi, who has opened up before about English not being her first language, fired back on Twitter, writing in part, quote, I don't want to argue with you, Candace, I really don't have the time. I honestly just feel sorry for you. And that's when Cardi took the feud to Instagram Live. Why wouldn't Joe Biden sit down with me, Cardi B? I have millions of followers and I pay millions in taxes. I'm heard all around the world. So just like I can make people pop their and have a good time and make them feel like a bad bitch. I could also encourage millions of followers to go vote. Oh, grrr, Mofax, you better tell us. <laughs> like it, it got, and this is why I don't believe the polls. No, me neither. The Democrats have went so low. <laughs> yeah. Get your booty to the polls, stroll to the poll. Uh, Letting Cardi B talk to Biden and um, uh, Bernie Sanders. Yeah. And, and notice when Ice Cube went and talked to the you know, the campaigns. Oh, he's a rapper. You need the infrastructure behind you. So that lets you know Cardi already has the infrastructure behind her. <clears throat> and she can't even carry on a. Uh, I want to be nice. She can't even carry you know, on a uh, competent conference conversation is. Well, just play the next clip. Look what's happening right now. You see why we should have been have free Medicare for a long time. I, of course, think that we need a free college education. That's second. And I want black people to stop getting killed. And no justice for it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I just want more stricter laws that is fair to black citizens. And, you know, it's fair for cops too. If you kill somebody that is that doesn't have a weapon on them, 
you go to jail. You know what? If I kill somebody, I got to go to jail. You got to go to jail too. <laughs> she does a at the end. That's her. That's her actually talking to Biden. Yes, I remember this. That's uh, she actually said <laughs> while talking with, to a presidential. But that he needs that cue. It's like go ahead. Your turn, Joe. And this, thing, and this thing was so heavily edited. I know. Oh I saw, my god! Even Dvorak brought clips. It was so insane. And you hear that in contrast with Candace Owens. Exactly. Who Tina Just, is? Tina has a girl crush on her. Man, it's like if Candace comes on. There's a couple couple of women who come on, including Sidney Powell, who's Michael Flynn's lawyer. If mm-hmm. Candace comes on, it's like. Psh, <laughs> and just to be objective, just to be objective, sometimes Candace Owens can dance as well. Oh, I'm sure because it's like it's like she brings valid points, but it's like now is not the time. I mean, she the is ex- still warm. She's young. It's experience. She doesn't have the experience yet. She's getting there. Uh, uh, you don't think it's experience? You think it's? Uh, I, th- I think it's shock value. It's, I'm gonna say this, and I know it's gonna piss but, the liberals that's off. What and I, the that's off. what I mean is ex- experience, knowing when to pull what weapon or tool. No, it's our brand. No, I mean it, it's it's gotten her to the level that's gotten her to, but it's just me how I interpret it. It's like, yeah, you're right, but it's not the right time. Mm-hmm. You Correct. Know what I'm like you. You don't repo a guy's car at his funeral. I mean, that kind of, I mean, you know what I'm like, I, I understand. Like, let's, I understand. So but, that kind but, of thing. But can so, we not yeah. chalk that up to her experience and knowing how to do it? Or you think she's being driven and strings being pulled? No, 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 no. I think she's smart enough. And I'm not saying that when I say dance, I mean, she understands if I say this, it's gonna, it's kind of like Trump, it's Trump-esque. Yes. That if I say this. Yes, you nailed it. It's. I'm going to get the headlines yep. and get the blowback that's going to fuel my, like we said, Trump takes that energy on yep. and it makes him grow. So I'm not saying she's ignorant when she says it. I'm just saying that she has such a powerful message that it hurts her with who really needs to hear her because me, I understand what she's doing. So what you're to, saying is it hurts her the way I believe it hurts Trump when he goes too far crazy and just you know people get it but it it's looks so weird towards people who don't how the first debate was compared to the second debate voila exactly exactly that i understand why he did that because it's like first thing, i'm gonna shake things up well that was the heel <laughs> that was that was the heel cause a yeah. controversy yep Ho- hopefully i'll get a huge gaffe out of uh bernie and go ahead, i mean Biden, Biden and put him to, put and put him to bed tonight that kind of thing it didn't work yeah and then it lowers the bar. So when you come back with the CEO Trump, it's like, oh yeah, he can be competent. You know, I mean, I understand. I get all the levels of it. Yeah. So I'm not saying I don't get it, but I'm just saying to her, the women you're trying to actually reach that natural, um, I call it, you know, the gag reflex is like, Ugh, like don't criticize the dead guy that just got killed yesterday. I, I get it. <laughs> we can talk about that next week. Okay, but, that's all right. I just uh, yeah. good. That's good. She, Candace is a good topic to tackle. Yeah. So, um, but but when you look at the two parties and who they put up, it's like 
one is articulate and you know and savvy and uh the way she carries herself as far as looks is modest but she's still attractive um she's spot on and then you have cardi b over here it's like cardi b and i think after and 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 i will say this after she made this uh mockery of herself that's when she pulled a divorce card which she's back with offset now Uh. i think that was a I got to get the heat off of me because she was getting roasted online. I uh, mean, she needed a distraction. Yes. And then she, she came out with WAP and then it was all over. Then she was back on top, baby. I'm glad you mentioned WAP. Mm-hmm. The other star of WAP. And so they needed somebody to take her place. But we Megan the Stallion. That. Is that is that who? Yes. <laughs> I know these things. Why do I know Megan? Oh, I know uh, my my stepdaughter talks yeah. about Megan but the Stallion. Before we get there, we got to talk about Tom Burrell and his theory on the stud and sluts. I'm sorry, which clip is this, Mo? 33? 33, yeah. Okay, sorry. You say that this is partly the result of popular culture, which promotes black men as brutes and black women as sluts. The studs and sluts campaign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Then you look at the, 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 the stud farms that existed, you know, that you... As a slave, you are a piece of property. We want you tomorrow morning to go over to so-and-so's plantation to mate with so-and-so's wench. Okay. This was the nature of things. You could be in a family situation, a loving family situation today with your spouse. You wake up the next morning to find your spouse is gone because your spouse was sold. The same thing with your children. They could be gone the next day. You have absolutely nothing to do with it, no control, and people lost their families for life. For, mm-hmm. And you build up a callus to that. You build up a, a conditioning. Well, this is the way it is. I must be what they say that I am. And then we carry this out, and then everybody's scratching their head, wondering why, why, why are we doing this? So you fast forward. 400 years and this theme seems the studs and sluts theme seems to be carried out certainly in the music videos which are produced and acted in by black people yes yes so would you like to explain who tom burrell is i mean you you've more familiar with his work than i am this is from um uh hell no we ain't gonna take uh we're not gonna take it no more what's uh we're not gonna take. Hold on! It. No, 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 no. What? Hold on! I know he's a marketing genius and built a huge, <laughs> uh, huge uh, advertising firm. Rage Against the Machine. There we go. Okay, that's who we're talking about, right? No, Tom Burrell. The uh, oh Burrell, the, oh Burrell. Burrell. I was, I was like, who we're we talking about here? Yeah, because you, you, you said you've been in his. Uh, ah, yes, sphere I before. got it. I got it. Here we go. I remember now. Let me just bring it up. That's fine. Yes, Tom Burrell. He is. Uh, he created. Was it Burrell McBain? 
This was the. Yes. This is a legend. A legend in uh, in advertising. So he he understands about brand. The point well, I'm making well, is he well, understands I, about. Brand. Well, yes, I mean, just uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, the uh, Black Marlboro Man, uh, McDonald's, mm-hmm. Coca Cola. He has brought you everything unhealthy. <laughs> he yeah. has brought uh, lots of unhealthy to the black man and black woman. But yes, he's a legend in the in the business. Well, when he says this, then you have to hear him out because he understands about branding. And so let's look at he he's talking about plantation life. So let's think about this in the terms of the Democratic plantation. They have their studs and they have their sluts. Mm-hmm. The studs go vote. We, you go over here. We, we tell you where to go. You show up. You do you do your business. Do your thing. Do your thing. Um, and then you have, you know, this, I, I, not my word, words, his, the, the, the sluts. And it's like they keep, you know, uh, they use them for the sexual aspect. Yeah. To keep the studs under control and and engaged, and that's basically how they tried to use Cardi, but she wasn't smart enough to be used because, of course, uh, she had a huge failure when she tried to talk to Biden, which I don't understand what they were thinking there. <laughs> that's um, Robin Sanders who came up with some idea. I'm sure yeah. of it. I'm sure it was her idea. So what they had to do is they had to swap out. It's like, okay. Ah, this is where <laughs> Megan the Stallion comes in. Okay, I got it. I got it. Yes. All right, 34. I saw this. I saw this. The most disrespected, unprotected, neglected person in America is the black woman. Over the weekend, Megan the Stallion made her Saturday Night Live performance political, highlighting the words protect black women behind her on the set during her song Savage, and as well including audio of activist Tamika Mallory's scathing takedown of the Breonna Taylor indictment news. We need to protect our black women and love our black women, because at the end of the day, we need our black women. And the powerful performance was not taken kindly by Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron, who shared his thoughts on Fox News, Fox and Friends Tuesday morning. Well, let me just say I agree that we need to love and protect our black women. Uh, There's no question about that. Uh, But the fact that someone would get on national television uh, and make disparaging comments about me because I'm simply trying to do my job uh, is disgusting. The fact that a celebrity uh, that I've never met before wants to make those sorts of statements, uh, they don't hurt me. But what it does, it exposes the type of intolerance uh, that people uh, and the hypocrisy, because obviously people preach about being tolerant. You see a lot of that from the left about being tolerant. Uh, but what you saw there is inconsistent with tolerance. In fact, it's uh, it's her espousing intolerance uh, because I've start, decided to stand up for truth and justice. Uh, um, some inside baseball from the media tip. Mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live, which I was in Manhattan uh, in its you know when it was just getting crazy in the eighties. I follow the show. I know people who direct it. I've known people who worked on it. The musical guest was always, it was always the coolest performer or band, and it always sucked because it was always live. The sound was bad. It was the same junky set where they had to stand in. It was mm-hmm. always like, and, but you could, the next day you could go, or on Monday, wow, did you see the, the, the screaming hair bands? 
uh, or the you know the the, the screaming mushrooms, whatever the, the, those kinds of bands. Right? Yeah, they were really cool. Well, we all knew it sucked, but now Saturday Night Live is doing high end production on these numbers. High end. Most of it was taped, uh, so a lot of lip sync. But the the set is built specifically. The Brianna Taylor, the words. The way that was mm-hmm. all, this was a very, very costly production. They've been doing more of that with political messages. So just as a note, that's your Comcast NBC participating in this. And it was really well done. And I'm glad you allied it because I'm going to go ahead and slam the oop on home. Uh, the color coding, uh, the white, black, and red. For my people out there to understand the uh, satanic rituals and the spell casting. Yep. That's what that was about. There's a lot of black and white, a lot of uh, checkers, everything was there. And the women dancing around mm-hmm. uh, had red wigs on. Yes. This is going to yes. be important. Yes. I've been yes. pointing yes. out the yes. hair yes. and yes. Cardi B, different color wig on. So this is important when, when we get down to a couple more clips. What trouble me is this. One, you're singing a song called Savage. Savage. This is what they called us for many of years. Savages. They're savages. Yep. And you go on to do a politically charged uh, charged performance and you choose to use the song Savage. Then you have the audacity to stop and and you're walk running around women shaking everything loose. <laughs> it's not no no uh reservations is just twerking and jerking and it's like what in the world and then you stop mid song and go into what led this clip uh of um, uh, Malcolm X and they clipped this clip up to hijack Malcolm X it's like see we're black we're black see see mm-hmm. see we're, we're really black black you know that's why they're using Malcolm X and they know he resonates in a certain way with all black people but especially black males um, so I want to clear some things up because I find this very disgusting, troubling, and I won't let it stand. So what we're going to do is go into the full Malcolm X clip of what they uh, hijacked or China attempting to hijack on protecting black women. The most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected one, a person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. And as Muslims, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us to respect our women and to protect our women. Then the only time a Muslim really gets real violent is when someone goes to molest his woman. We will kill you for our woman. I'm, I'm making it plain, yes. We will kill you for our woman. We believe that if the white man will do whatever is necessary to see that his woman gets respect and protection, then you and I will never be recognized as men until we stand up like men and place the same penalty over the head of anyone who puts his filthy hands out to put in the direction of our women. Wow. I'm glad you played that all in context. So what, let's, let's dissect this thing here for a second. He starts off by saying uh, black women are the most unprotected women, which which was true at that time. Uh, 
But then he goes on to say, protect our women. Mm -hmm. When he's talking about our women, he's talking about Muslim women. Mm -hmm. He's not talking about like uh, black women in general. And the reason why I say that is one of the most iconic scenes from the movie X by Spike Lee is it has Malcolm played by Denzel Washington walking down the street in Harlem through uh, a stroll. Which, mm. uh, which is a place where, and stroll to the pole, I mean, put <laughs> yeah. that two and two together, but yeah. a stroll of, of prostitutes. And then like, oh, come on, daddy, don't you know what I'm saying? He's walking, he's not stopping to engage with them and is showing white men uh, uh, procuring their services and things of that nature. So he was very clear. Unless you uh, adhere to being a woman or a lady, and not a female, because those are different things. You don't deserve our protection. And that's what that scene illustrated. Now, the trick work they did was they cut it right there. I have the whole speech. Ah. And I'm going to, and the reason why I was bringing up hair color, wigs, all that kind of thing is relevant to this next clip. Who taught you to hate the texture of your hair? Who taught you to hate the color of your skin to such extent that you bleach to get like the white man? Who taught you to hate the shape of your nose and the shape of your lips? Who taught you to hate yourself from the top of your head to the soles of your feet? Who taught you to hate your own kind? Who taught you to hate the race that you belong to? So much so that you don't want to be around each other. No, before you come asking Mr. Muhammad, does he teach hate? You should ask yourself, who taught you to hate being what God gave you? Wow. This is good. <laughs> wow. I love it. I love it. So now when most women in Hollywood make it, they get lighter. Their nose gets thinner. Their hair gets lighter, almost to blonde. I mean, we can go down the list and the co-feature on Miss uh, <clears throat> uh, Megan Thee Stallion's uh, song Savage is one Beyonce. And you can clearly see the uh, lightening of Beyonce, the every, nose every, thinning everything, of Beyonce. Everything, the hair, the, the style, uh, right. the outfits. So... If you're going to use Malcolm, <clears throat> use him in proper context because it's the same exact speech. <laughs> it's not like I cherry I'm surprised. One I mean, I, I, of course, didn't know this, but I'm surprised that no one was all over this saying, wow, that was really messed up what you did there. Who's going to do it? Yeah. Well, the, the right can't touch Malcolm. Right. Because of how he's perceived. Mm -hmm. And the left is the one using him. So, I mean, who other than us, who's going right. to stand yeah, you're up right. and say, you're right. you're right. this is the way it's being played. <clears throat> so, I just want to lay that out because it's, I find it very disgusting. Uh, if Malcolm X was here living today, he would be very troubled by how women are being used. And let's be clear, they are being used uh, to... I don't, I don't know, as objects. And they always talk about people objectifying them. And, and somebody brought this up. They were like, the more women get control of themselves from the quote-unquote patriarchy, the less clothes they wear. So, which, I mean, because if you look at the yeah. 1900s, it was, you no know, dresses down to the floor. I'm not saying, a woman can do what they want with their hair. 
They can do what they want with their their clothes, whatever. I, I, what I'm saying is this: is that you can't objectify yourself and then want to say, "Oh, we're not being respected by men that have no respect for women in general." Stand up, guys. We will protect women to the end. I have three daughters. I have a wife. I have a mother. Like Malcolm X said, I will kill you over them. And I'm being literal. If I see a woman in distress and, you know, and, and I can help and it's not something that she put herself into, I will help. But if you're putting yourself in the line of fire, this is what black men are saying. Like, what What do you want me to do? Mm. Like, I mean, what? Well, to me, when when I saw the "Get Your Booty to the Polls" ad, I saw I'm like, mm-hmm. "Wow, this, they're so desperate." It's desperation. It's desperation. It has to be right, and and it's desperation for the women they're using too. Because I want to uh, clarify this one thing: we can't forget the survival sex aspect of this. Right. right A right. lot of these women. Don't have any other choice. Our Cardi B, I'm sure she probably had a hard life. What episode did uh, we uh, did we do that on? Well, we did a survival sex episode. That was on the one with uh, I, I can't remember uh, which one it was. No, I'm bad at it. But too. we played we but we we played the clips over and over. I mean, as a um as a throwback clip because it's very important. It's not like women wake up one day and say, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna." Some women do. Uh, but a lot of women say, you know what? This is the last resort. It's kind of like the same thing with drug dealing. A lot of guys don't wake up and say, you know what? I'm going to be a drug dealer. It's, right. Episode it's, it's, eight. Uh, Episode eight. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So it's, they're victims of circumstance. But what I find disgusting is the way they're being used and played on both sides, the studs and the sluts. Because it's like you don't have any other way, any uh, you don't have any other choice. I get it. I mean, I get it. I understand where Cardi B comes from. I understand where uh, uh, Megan Thee Stallion comes from. Uh, it's a it's a luring one, uh, two. If you don't have any better choice, but what I have a problem is, and this is when you said you heard it on TV. We don't have any filters anymore. No. A lot of times it's like okay. I mean, I'm not a prude. Uh, and I grew up watching Uncut on BET at 3 a.m. I mean, as a, as a young man, so I'm not a prude, but that kind of thing didn't come on to 3 a.m. <laughs> it's like, right. And now we got, now now we got 3 p.m. Now we got WAP at the top of the charts with the video everywhere being heralded as fantastic and so liberating for women. Right, and I'm going to finalize on this point I'm making because it, I know it's like, oh, you're slut-shaming or you're this or that. No. No, we're not. No, that's well, not you, true. It doesn't come not, across not, that not way at all. True. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is that uh, some women may hear this this way, and it's a trigger. And I'm just uh, I'm observing that it may be triggering to them. What I'm saying is this. And when you let women represent you and boil you down to one part of your anatomy, yeah. uh, then, then you have people that look at you like an object and it puts us in a very awkward place because a lot of good women just follow along because that's the trend. And then they invite unwelcome behavior. And then that puts a black man or any man in an awkward position of, do I maintain this woman's honor and put myself into, there's a lot of men in jail behind that scenario. Just yes. <laughs> for real, for real. Yes. 
So, um, I, I, I my, that's the end of my rant. But <laughs> y- yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very troubling. But they've used this person, Megan Thee Stallion, uh, to levy that black men are are harmful to black women, including this shooting between her and Tory Lanez. Megan the Stallion getting candid about that shooting incident last month, sharing some graphic pics. And let me tell you, it's not pretty. The 25-year-old rapper took to Instagram Wednesday to clap back at the haters who seemed to believe she made the whole story up. In the since-deleted post, Meg shared these two close-up shots of her feet that appear to have been taken shortly after the incident. The WAP rapper had to undergo surgery to remove the bullet fragments. Ouch! And if that weren't enough to drop the mic on her haters, she captioned the pics, quote, what I have learned about majority of the people on social media is y'all like to hear bad news before good news. A lie spreads quicker than the truth and y'all really be believing the shit y'all make up. Megan wrapped up her post writing, God was really watching over me and I'm healing so well. In July, Megan opened up about the shooting in an Instagram live Q&A. Oh Lord, I didn't think I was gonna cry. <laughs> but yeah, I had to get surgery. It was super scary. It was like just the worst experience of my life. <laughs> There's nothing to joke about. She also shared details about the injuries she sustained. And thank God that the bullets didn't touch bones. They didn't break tendons. Like I know, I know my mama, my daddy, my granny had to be looking out for me with that one. Yeah. Now I will say this, and this is where we get conspir- conspiratorial. So can I get some theorem? Because I'm about to go all the way there. Yeah, I think we can arrange that for you, theremin. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen. All right, he's going off the reservation once again. First of all, Megan Thee Stallion is the ideal blood sacrifice recipient. Because the very time she got signed, her mother died. I'm going there tonight. Because if you're going to use them, I have to dismantle these people because they're tools against, you know, uh, us as a as a uh, lineage and as a, as a group. So you have this woman, her and Cardi B, I think they're clear MK ultra sex kittens. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's just keep it 100. Um, and then you have this shooting that happens. You don't have, hold on, you get shot in the foot. Don't hit any bones or tendons. No bones. (laughs) Yeah. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. And then you get shot by a Canadian, (laughs) Tory Lanez, but then you try to put down the black man's tab. And as far as when you say black, you mean black American ADOS. And by the way, I heard my millennials talking about this incident and they for sure know that the black man shot her in the foot. I'm not kidding. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Of course. Because that's what Megan, hey, they was like, Megan, you play this up. Yep. This works perfect for, you know, the agenda. You know, we'll make you the victim. We'll make you, the, you know, the sympathetic figure. We'll make Tory Lanez the bad guy. I'm not saying who are bad or not. I don't know if he shot the ground and then fragments from uh, cement, you know, hit her foot. Well, I'm not saying that it's a hoax. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying if you get shot in your foot and it doesn't hit any bones, that's almost damn near possible. I, I mean, your bones is mostly your foot is mostly, mostly bones. bones. 
have you ever dropped anything on your foot? I mean, come, knock it off. But Tory Lanez, not an ADOS. I'm not going to say, uh, yeah, not an ADOS. Uh, he's Canadian. So it's the perfect thing. It's, hey, we're going to, we got Megan Thee Stallion here. She's the victim of black men. She's going to galvanize black women. I didn't, I didn't know. the gender war. I didn't know the Canadian angle. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Shop, I mean, shot by a Canadian. Oh, no. That's what we need to start saying. Not a black man. He was shot by a Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> yeah, because black is not a country. Canada is shot by a Canadian. Yes. That doesn't fly over very well. So nope. now once she gets shot, oh, they give her the SNL. Uh, she has the number one song. Her and Cardi. I mean, Cardi B basically passed her the baton. Because oh, yeah. Cardi B was the go-to. But it's like, she's too... Got her in the WAP video. Yeah, yeah. Got her in the WAP video. Now, and, and to be honest with you, they know which songs are going to be hits. They 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 um, dole them out. It's like, okay, yeah, we want this celebrity to to blow, so we'll put them on this song, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's all about. Right, you features. add Kylie Jenner to the video. What, what more? Right. You know, what more do you need? Exactly. Off to the off to the races. So now you have Cardi. I mean, excuse me, Megan Thee Stallion. Um. She's on SNL, and now she's writing op-eds for the New York Times. This morning, hip-hop star Megan Thee Stallion speaking out and speaking up for black women in America. Being constantly told she's too much or not enough. The most disrespected person is the black woman. The singer penning a powerful (laughs) op-ed piece in the New York Times, taking on the issue of violence against women, opening up about her own experience and what she describes as being a victim of an act of violence by a man, explaining the issue is even more intense for black women who struggle against stereotypes and are seen as angry or threatening when we try to stand up for ourselves and our sisters. For her to speak to these issues and to speak to us specifically, um, because the conversation is almost always about everybody else but black women, uh, it's very meaningful and it's very significant. This comes just days after the rap superstar performed her mega hit Savage on Saturday Night Live. The words protect black women behind her on stage, featuring quotes from Malcolm X and activist Tamika Mallory. Calling out Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron for his handling of the Breonna Taylor case. We need to protect our black women and love our black women. Megan the Stallion's op-ed pointing to other obstacles black women face, like disproportionately high mortality rates for black mothers, and citing a 2019 stat that 91% of transgender or gender non-conforming people who were fatally shot were black. <laughs> Goodness! Whoa, that was a great report. <laughs> Who's missing? It has everything. It has Malcolm. It has uh, you got a hump on your back. You got you. You are missing an arm. Everything but black men. Wow. But oh, because we say black people as inclusive to them. Oh, that's not enough. You didn't go far enough. But then you, you talk about these stereotypes. Who's fueling the stereotypes? Very interesting. I I did a Google search. Malcolm X, the most disrespected, and then black woman. Uh Uh, I'm putting that on the show notes. Very interesting to see all the different organizations latching onto this all around uh, the right time. They're trying to MLK him. Totally. 
when you go from a person into a, a product that's that they they finally figured a way with this clip oh we can oh we can we can package them now you know uh use the sample to, to, just sample them yeah. we sample them most disrespectful exactly. person in the world is a black woman whoa but they talking about trans women, everything else, but not black men. And it's, I mean, literally, people. I don't even want to go there. I get it. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. How do you feel? Is, How do you feel, Mo? I feel good because people are seeing through this bull crap. I mean, they're yeah. they're they're at they're scraping the bottom of the barrel here. I said, I said that's desperation, man, and desperation. It's true signs of desperation. When this is what you have, that's it. Uh, yeah, that that's Megan Thee Stallion, and then she's even being called out on social media because her story is flimsy. And it's it's and then Tory Lanez even came out. And I'll say this: um, at the same time, so that clip included man hater number one, Jamel Hill, mm-hmm. and so Jamel Hill sent out a tweet that got the whole social media. Uh, going i'm gonna do a show on this blame black men <laughs> yes <laughs> well, yes this was uh we saw this trending yes and now oh it was so therapeutic oh it was like all the black men came and just had a release like all oh, you want to blame us for something blame us for everything okay the hindenburg the titanic <laughs> <I> saw, <laughs> hashtag blame black men this is the titanic sinking i was up tweet i haven't tweeted so much in my life because i don't even use twitter like that i mean except to you know uh promote the show but i had to get in on the fun and i was just like yeah blame us for this too while you're at it but and, listen- so, and i had you know, of course of course you know i had to put uh jagger hoover out there oh yeah you know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> listen to this though even though i follow you even though i was looking at all of your tweets following it did mm-hmm. not show up on my timeline didn't black twitter did not bleed through at all at all at all to me and they had to get on top of it so what they did was I think Tory Lane saw a blame black men. He did his first live since the shooting. Oh, stop it right but, away. But at the same time, this creepy smiling Bill Cosby. Yeah, uh, that popped up all of a sudden. Popped up. The algos, man, they were playing with it. And then they shut down the black blame black men. They did. They did. With they did. Who, who do you want to, which side do you want to kick off the Thanksgiving table? Yams or cornbread or collard greens? I'm like, man. Oh. <laughs> so the, the people in these higher ups, they understand how to control the narrative. They do. But but the blame the black man, that was so beautiful. It was, I mean, it was a huge release. Like, oh, finally. And I, and I wish I could have seen it that way. But the algos did not bring it to me even though well, I, was, I was it was number them. one it was number one on my twitter well hello uh, this is my point we gotta get your twitter darker <laughs> darker shade of gray I, I, I don't know what to do i'm lost i i i i, I, I mean i got lots of ados following me and you know people tweet me but no the the algo's like no 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 and i got it look my last name's curry You'd think, you'd think that you'd think I would get a little bit of respect from the algos, but no, they locked that thing down. Uh, but yeah, I'll be covering that later on another show. Uh, uh, blame, but people say, "Mo, well, it's just music. Why are you so hard on them? Let them do what they want to do." 
Well, the last hot song before WAP Megan the Stallion had Megan the Stallion had was uh, Hot Girl Summer, and Hot Girl Summer has real consequences. Ooh, that's a good piece. I'm a wig designer. It's a your wig designer. Yeah. Yeah, you designed the hell out of that one. Thank you. So how can I help you, India? So my sister kind of had a hot girl summer this summer. Okay. She was messing around with like three guys, and now okay. she's pregnant. <laughs> and we don't know who the father is. So my advice, so my question to you is, how do I advise her without judging her? Is it your little sister or big sister? My older sister. Damn, that and hurts this is even her more. First pregnancy. And she doesn't know who the father is. Well, she only messed around with three guys. Only three, right? So what she needs to do is visit each guy. <laughs> now, is she showing yet? No. Perfect. Here's the plot. <laughs> she is going to visit each guy and take their toothbrushes. Okay. No, 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 no. And you get that DNA test done so that, so that you don't, she doesn't look whorish when yeah. she goes back and says, who's the father? Who's the father? Who's the father? Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So she was using no protection, just screwing hot around. Girls. Hot girls. No, hot girls don't do that. She was hot, hot. <laughs> hot. Hot, stupid. <laughs> but that, that, that's the thing. The thing is, is that... You need the DNA test. And the best way to do it is to grab the toothbrush. We can do that show. <laughs> hot, hot. Wow. Sleep around with three I'm different men, no protection. I'm, I'm speechless. Yeah. Three different men, no protection. Now you have a child, don't know who the father is. Obviously, it's not that serious situation. So that contributes to... Uh, let's see, possibly STDs, which affects black women, um, single parent household, which affects black women, possibly lead to uh, uh, abortion. If you don't want, you know, I, I don't know who the father is. I mean, I mean, let me cover this thing up. Sadly. So all the things that L black women, these people contribute to it. And, and sadly, you know, maybe I was hearing it wrong, but she said, you know, this is the first pregnancy. Yeah. Like, you know, this is not her third, like usually. <laughs> no. Mind boggling. No, but what, what that goes to show you is until she was programmed mm-hmm. with this hot girl summer madness, it was, I mean, I mean, she's dodged it to this point, but like she said, oh, she was hot, hot. Like, I mean, she was laughing about it. And like, that's the thing. The audience, they know. And Wendy Williams, oh, sleeping with three men and owning it. Oh, that's horse. But if you sneak around and steal the toothbrushes, oh, oh that's, that's no fine. problem. No, that's good. So I just want to let people know these things have real and and, the, and guess what? Wig tech, long blonde wig. Even even Wendy acknowledged it. If you want to listen to the first five seconds of the clip, one one last time. Yes. Yep, I heard her say it. Gosh, yes. Yeah. Of course, I know what this does. Ooh, that's a good piece. That's a good it's a your wig designer. Yeah, yeah, you designed the hell out of that one. <laughs> Thank you. So this yeah. is a this is a, now is this the callback to Garza and her wig? Yeah, <laughs> and Cardi being hers and Megan and hers, all of them wear wigs. Who taught you to hate yourself? <laughs> like Malcolm right. would say, "Come on now." But wow. there's always hope. I never want to leave the people. Phew! Thank you. I need it too. On I a, need some hope. I need some hope, Mo. On, on a sour note. 
And this is why I was running late again, because people, I think they love to do this to me as a game now. It's like, oh, let's wait to Saturday to see more really good clips. Uh, this is the final one. MSNBC, undecided black women in Atlanta on the candidates. I am totally undecided. I'd write your name in at this point. Usually by now I would have voted already, but I... I'm just not comfortable with either one of them right now. What are you looking for? What do you need to hear? Let's start at the crime bill and the fact that he has not, not only not apologized, not only Joe not, Biden. Joe he Biden. is not, he has not only not rectified every time he reverts back to, well, it was some, the black caucus members in the, in the church, but they were with it too. Okay. You fooled them as well. You know, you never said, I'm sorry. You know, it's like. I didn't do it. I want to hear an ironclad plan. I don't want to hear if this or if that or after the election. Does the presence of Kamala Harris on the Democratic ticket sway you at all? Not at all. I don't know who said she had our vote. She does not. We were supposed to grab onto Kamala with the black girl magic, but that didn't happen because she, she didn't right her wrongs. Like, I hold officials accountable. I don't care what color you are. And I think that too often we automatically think that because someone looks like you, that they're going to have your best interests at heart. And that's that's just not simply true. Wow. This was on MSNBC, huh? Yes. After the debates. Woo. You know, I saw um, the Los Angeles Times did a big Zoom call with undecided voters. And it was mm-hmm. it was more black than white. In fact, mm-hmm. it was very shaded, I would say. Except yep. for one, all said, based upon what we saw tonight, Trump. Now, none, of them, none got- of them brought up these issues, which, of course, is underlying it all. And that's why it's such a beautiful clip, especially from MSNBC. And the nodding lady. We didn't even bring her. Yeah. Oh, the, the nodding lady yeah. behind Trump. And it was so beautiful during his town hall because you knew it, it, they couldn't remove her because it was so obvious she was a black woman. <laughs> if you removed her, it was like... It's like kudos to whoever did that. That and Saturday Night Live even had to make a joke of it. That was so good. And that was that that woman was uncancelable at that moment because you know you yes. know the control room's like, holy crap, get, get rid of her, her. Here. get rid of her. It's like, uh, I'm sorry, control room. Uh, she's a black. Uh, do you really want me to remove the black lady? <laughs> and she might have been a, a she might have been a, a double agent. Where they thought, yeah, yeah let, let's put a black what, lady behind there because she'll she'll be like, oh, Trump, oh, he's no good. And she just went, uh-huh, mm-hmm, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ringing my bell for that lady. That goes to show you, and this is Atlanta, the stronghold. Land of Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams. Abrams. Yeah, exactly. Keisha Bottoms. And, <laughs> and, yeah, and, and the Atlanta Five Boule. Uh, <laughs> this is so beautiful. The I Atlanta love Live it. Atlanta at 11. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Atlanta so five eleven Boulay at eleven. <laughs> yeah. Boulay at eleven. Yeah. So we're we're winning. And what I mean by winning, we is people are finally all I ask is that you think. I don't tell people how to th- what to think. I try to help them on how to think by recognizing the memes and all these things. Um so I I, ha- I feel confident that my desire of the lowest Vernon turnout or even swaying the vote the other way to put us in play. You see 500 billions on the table. Uh, that's a real, if nothing more than to say, Hey, we'll, we'll heal you out. We will heal you out. And 
We got to pray for Ice Cube. <laughs> we definitely, well, we have to pray for, for a lot of people, but definitely for Ice mm-hmm. Cube. And uh, thank you, Mo. This was great. This was, uh, it's so worth it. I think we had, this is probably one of our best episodes. I know I say it every single time. Um, so also thank you to E-Class. I know he's lurking in the shadows. He's your, he's your, he's always, your support. Always. He's your support. He's your support. I know. Um, coach. He's the coach. <laughs> he's the coach. And again, thank you to Hotep Jesus. Uh, this has been just so much fun for me. I feel, uh, I feel really, really happy and really good about this. We did some work, Mo. Oh yeah. And as I always say, pay attention to everything and the truth will reveal itself. And we may not speak until after the election. If we do, it would be an emergency broadcast, but I can't wait for it. Mo, thank you once again, my friend. All right, Adams. See you next, uh, next week. Open your eyes so you can see, little girl, that you're hurting me. 